Hello and welcome, everybody. Let's kick it off. Barbie BI Consultant Launchpad Part 1. Do you have what it takes? So we're going to start with some of the some of the logistics stuff, but this is important, especially this slide. And I just want to let everybody know that, hey, this event and our event community is a safe space. And that means no matter what you ask or say, you will always be treated with respect and care. And of course, we ask that you do the same. We request that you do the same. Now, if you, of course, if you have any concerns, issues, don't hesitate in reaching out to us. So for some of those, some of you who may be new to the platform, we want to make sure you know all the controls here. So you're going to see three options here. Now, the Q&A is where you would post questions which you would want me to address. Now, those, um, I'll see if I can take some in the middle, but most likely we'll have to wait for the Q&A in the end, but I will get there. Now, another thing you can do, and that would be a huge favor, is to upload other questions you like. Uh, so just click on the thumbs up in the Q&A box, and that really helps us in selecting and, and addressing the questions that are most relevant to you in the audience. Now, the chat is where we're going to be mostly hanging out, and a lot of you are hanging out already with me. Now, this is where the main discussion is going to be. If I ask you a question, uh, that's where I want you to type it in. Now, you do have an option. Generally, you would want to send it to everyone. That way, it feels like a party, right? <laughs> but if you need to, you can also send a message to just us, OSINT panelists, and most likely uh, Robert is going to step in, help, or if you need assistance, yeah, so you can send a private message as well. Of course, if you have feedback about something, you can send a private message to us. So what I would like us to do is to everybody to change it to everyone and then just type in where you're joining us from. Now, of course, a lot of you said hello earlier. You can say it again if you like. But um, yeah, so uh, of course, hopefully you know me. I'm Avi from Seattle. So Idris is from uh, Leicester. I see Virginia, Summary, Netherlands, Kuwait, Denver, Ireland. Uh, Robin is here. Gorang, Javier, Ganesh, Frank, Ronat, Rajesh, Shriti, Michael, Graham. <laughs> I don't know if I can keep up. Laura. Okay, we won't do it for too long. Shri, uh, Will, Siddharth, Bryce, Patrick, Vatan, Bora, and everybody else. Got um, this is lovely. I see Germany, Mozambique. Oh, guys, thank you. Thank, thank you. You know, um, thank you so much. Thank you. Because right now in this moment, you may realize or not, but we are connected. Yeah, through this weird internet Zoom thingy, but we are connected. And I think we all want to feel connected because we are, right? We're not alone. We sometimes think we are, but we're not. So thank you for being here and helping me feel that energy, helping all of us feel that energy of, of this group, this community. And of course, what's great is that we're united by one goal, which is why I hope you're in the right, in this room, right? So, so let's, let's check if you are in the right place. So you're here because you signed up for um, on this page. And this was the promise on the page, right? So if you have thought about becoming a Power BI consultant, cross your mind, maybe you, you've even taken some steps. Maybe you do even have some clients, right? But you do have some questions, right? So you're not sure if it's the right path for you. What steps should you focus on or even where to start? Well, that's our goal. That's what I'm aiming to help you with. Now, of course, this is part one of a three-part event. And this one is focused on, do you have what it takes, right? So kind of answering that question. So 
Now, um, I'll say that you're not in the right room if you can't approach new things with an open mind. Because what got you here won't get you there. It's going to need something different, something new. So hopefully you're open to that. Now, my friends, I will serve you with all of my ability during this event. Anybody who has participated in this event last year or the last few years, you know, I go all out. <laughs> I'm here for you. I often stay for hours in the Q&A and we can talk. We unmute people. We talk one-on-one and I give you specific advice. Um, so I'm going to go all out. But, I mean, come on. We, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of experience and learning from us, from our uh, consultant program members, this is going to be a starting point, right? So at the end of the event, I am going to extend an invite for you, an option for you to continue the journey by joining our Power BI consultant program. Now it's a small group program and it's going to be limited to 20 spots. So yeah, that's, I'm going to be doing that at the end of the events, part three, but, um, uh, and, and again, that's going to be an option. Either way, whether you join or not, my goal is to serve to the best of my ability during uh, these events. So great. So hopefully you're in the right room, but hey, what am I doing here? (laughs) Why am I here? Why am I doing this? So I started my journey as a Power BI consultant myself after leaving Microsoft and yeah, went on this great adventure and then switched gears and started training. And I started teaching Power BI, but I got... I got hungry for more because I wanted more for my students. And you probably have seen this, heard this, heard me talk about this is that, yeah, I don't want, I don't want people to just learn Power BI. And again, when you're starting out, it seems like that's the thing you need to master and that's what you're struggling against. But think about it. I mean, yeah, you can learn Power BI. That's not the challenge, but how many people can then leverage those skills to transform their career, to get breakthrough success in their career. So that's, that's why I'm here. I don't want you to just learn Power BI. I want you to become a pro. All right. Hey, if you stay to the end, we are going to have the drawing of our first special prize. Ooh, we're so excited. So exclusive Power BI Pro t-shirts. The winner is going to be able to choose this style. We're going to have multiple um, prize giveaways throughout these events. So yeah, stay tuned for that. But at the end of this uh, uh, session, we have the first prize winner drawing. And of course, the Q&A, which is always my favorite part, because I get to talk to you. <laughs> you know, it's good to share my knowledge, but I love kind of talking to people. Okay, so great. So let's let's dive in to part one of Power BI Consulting Launchpad. So guys, we have to start here. We have to start at this point and talk about Power BI Consulting. So I'm going to break it down into two parts. And I'm not going to take too much time on it, because I think that most of you... <laughs> are converts are convinced about power bi but this one i love this graph and i think you're gonna love this too so this is 2015 this is the gardener's bi magic quadrant and if i hadn't colored that dot yellow you would have trouble finding microsoft they're just kind of lost in that sea of blue dots right so um that was 2015 that was the year power bi was officially released now of course yeah power bi has deeper roots right? But that's when they were officially released. And watch the rest of this progress. You're going to love it. Okay, so here we go. 2016, it's already changed dramatically. 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21. Oh my God, I mean, this is incredible. 
And, and you know, so you can see Microsoft has clearly established themselves as not only the leader, but dominant leader. And guys, the fact that Tableau is there, that's the best thing ever. Because we all know that Microsoft is its own worst enemy, right? I mean, think about what happened to Internet Explorer after they had conquered and beat Netscape Navigator. Man, it, it went, yeah, I mean, it went stale and then Chrome came and ate their lunch. So the fact that Tableau is around and, and is, is, is perhaps the reason of Microsoft ascendancy, of Microsoft being so dominant, because, you know, it's keeping them on the heels, which is awesome, which is great for the customer and client and the, and the, and the industry as well, right? It keeps the innovation going. So Power BI, <laughs> I think, you know, like I rest my case, right? But, but, you know, I mean, yeah, I love this graph too. This comes from Google Trends. Like, yep, you know, so, I, so again, I'm not going to speak too much about it. If you, if you still have questions, if you still have doubts around, hey, but Avi, is it really going to stick around and so forth? We can definitely address that in the Q&A. Let's talk about consulting. Now, I'm going to share some uh, studies here. So this is freelancing in America study. And it projected that a majority of workers will freelance by 2027. Right? And I love this part. It's, it's not like, oh, and, and I hear so many people and frankly, every age group, right? So I, I meet young people and it's like, oh man, no, no. You know, when I'm older and more stable now, I just need to, you know, kind of hold on to my job, right? And then people who are older, they're like, oh God, it's too late now. I should have done what is younger. And then folks like me who were stuck in the middle, I said, like, no, man, I have mortgage and kids right now. And if I was younger, I could have done it or, or let my kids go. And it's, it's like, oh God, what is the right age? And there is no right age, right? It's, so I believe the people who are doing it, I think they may have different reasons and motivations for doing it. Younger people may want a side income or older people may want flexibility. They might want to work, oh, I want to work less hours and be more flexible, whatever it is, whatever your motivation is. But don't box yourself in into this right age or wrong age. And most people transition gradually, which is what I highly recommend because I went the other route. I up and quit my job. Uh, it, it, it's... I think that's that's a harder route. <laughs> it has some advantages, I guess. You have your back to the wall. You have to make it work, but there's no need to. Most people transition gradually, which is what we recommend, which is what uh, members in the Power BI Consultant Program, generally, that's the route they take. You know, they, they pick up clients and then slowly they transition out of the jobs. But of course, when we're talking about all this, we got to talk about the elephant in the room, which is, of course, the COVID pandemic. So... You've seen all the news. So think about how it has impacted this consulting world. And I think it's plain to see that it's accelerated all the trends. And of course, one thing is simple. It made remote work the norm, right? I mean, it's, I think that's incredible. Now, of course, even before COVID, that's the style that we were, I was working in when I was consulting. I was, I was doing a lot of the most stuff, but some travel too, but uh, right. I was helping remote clients. And when we started the consultant program, which we've been running for a while before COVID, that was the style we ran in. But yeah, we would sometimes run into companies like, no, man, we want somebody here. And we're like, oh, you know, yeah. So um, you can be anywhere and you, your client can be anywhere. But now of course, that is a norm. And, and I think that's a good thing. So I was talking earlier, man, you got to look at the silver lining. And of course, a few other factors and, 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 and the reasons behind it are complex. And I'm just giving you my simple version is that one, a lot of companies went through layoffs, but guys, everybody knows it's easy to fire, <laughs> hard to hire, right? I mean, you can lay off 10,000 people in a snap. I've gone through that myself. 
it's that's how it is, right? But hey, <laughs> hiring, you got to go through the process, get a headcount approved, blah, blah, you know, recruit people, interview, all of this sort of stuff. So you, you can't get them back. So of course, you know, they try to bring in consultants. And of course, a great resignation, all those trends. And it's on both sides in a way, because it's not just kind of the employers and what's going on with their part, but also employees like, yeah, I just want something different. And guys, if you think about it from a higher level, what's going on is that lines between employee and consultant are really being blurred. Think about it. You know, employee used to be that you put your head down, sat on your desk and worked hard and let your work speak for yourself. Wouldn't you agree that those days are completely gone, right? I mean, now it's more dynamic teams. You're reaching out, working with all different teams. You're taking initiative. You're stepping up. It's like, hey, sales, I can help you with the Power BI report. Oh, marketing, let's have a discussion, right? Think about it. I mean, even employees are kind of working more like consultants. So, all right. So, again, we can talk about it more if you still have concerns. But I feel that the world was already kind of moving in a big way in this direction. And... And recent events have just accelerated the trend. Great. So Power BI Consulting, really nice and cool, good opportunity there. But should you go for it? And, and I think it's, uh, well, uh, um, as I say, if you don't know where you're going, you're probably not going to get there. So <laughs> it's important to have a goal in mind. It's important to have goals. So let's... Uh, um, um, uh, let's, uh, oh, well, oh, I was supposed to have a poll, but sorry, guys, I forgot about the poll. So, um, uh, yeah, just, uh, type it in. You can send a private message if you like to host and panelists, but, um, yeah, tell me how much would you aim? So, yeah, I mean, money is kind of the obvious goal, one of them. So, um, yeah, it, 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 so if you're thinking about the consultant path, how much do you aim to earn each month as a Barbie consultant? And there's no, there's no right or wrong answer, by the way. It's just your answer. So, yeah, don't compare yourself. But, yeah, all right, great, great, great. And, again, no right or wrong answer. But, yeah, your answer, and you got to hold on to that. Great. I have no idea. That's okay, too. That's, that's absolutely okay. Yep. Good, good, good. So a lot of numbers there. A lot of money there. Oh, love it. Yeah. Yeah. Could be part-time, could be full-time and yeah. All right. Love it. Thank you guys. So, so again, hold on to your number. Uh, but I wanted to address money first because it's kind of the gorilla in the room and sometimes it is kind of hard to talk about it. Money has so much emotions and so much baggage attached to it. So I wanted to get it out of the way. Money is an important goal and it should be there. It's okay to want more money, go after more money. There's nothing wrong with that. Money isn't evil. And you deserve it. And you deserve as much as you set your goal to. You deserve that, right? So this is some of the results that um, our members have gotten. And and I mean, you can, yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. So this is one of our members, zero to 100K in less than a year. And this was the year COVID hit. So they went through that. I mean, COVID hit. And well, of course, their business tanked and the customers, everybody stopped calling. and But then it picked up, picked back up again. And hey, they ended on a great note. I mean, hourly rates for Power BI Consulting can be pretty high. Uh, pretty, pretty, yeah, it's, it can be, uh, you know, pretty, pretty well-paying there. Um, and I love this one. And, and that's the idea that I have, it wasn't quite obvious to me, is that you only need a few clients to make a very good living, 
right? So, and especially the kind of style of consulting that we do. So we're all kind of independent consultants. What I say is independent, but not alone. Nobody wants to be alone, right? So uh, you're, you're part of the group. So independent, but not alone. And, and yeah, man, your overheads are so low. And again, it, it's just the way we operate. It's just, uh, you can just have a few clients and it can pay really well. Um, yep, you know, so oh, oh uh, what I want to say was that this person who's a member of the program, not only did they have a stellar month, but they came back to the group and, and talked about it and, and kind of broke it down and shared the knowledge that, hey, this is how I got here. This is what I'm doing. So, of course, I've always also enjoyed that in the community that these guys don't just they're not just doing good stuff. They come back and share it with the group. Um, yep. So you can see, as I said, I mean, you can just have a few clients and uh, earn a good living. Uh, and another thing which was it's kind of obvious, but it wasn't obvious to me. Um, so I don't know if any of you have watched my video where I talked about my annual performance reviews. It's an older video on YouTube, but uh, maybe last year. But I talked about my average performance bonus uh, increment, salary increment that I got. And over the years, my salary increase average was a little less than 3%, which funnily enough is like barely above inflation. So yeah, it was almost like nothing, right? So, and that's the world I lived in and I couldn't really comprehend. But of course, now that I step away, business is, is different. A lot more is possible if you let it be possible, right? So, yeah. Now, of course, this is why I wanted to talk about money first is that, yeah, I mean, for one, um, well, your results may vary, right? Uh, there's no way me or anyone else can guarantee your results except maybe yourself. Uh, one of my friends had this quote. He's like, Avi, if you were a stock, would you invest in yourself? And I'm like, oh my God, that's that's so scary. But really the answer should be man every single time, right? So um, yeah, uh, results shared here, which I just shared, um, were based on action taken by our members. Now, of course, they did have training and coaching to support them. But as they say, <laughs> you can have all the training and coaching, but hey, you, you cannot outsource your push-ups. <laughs> right? So, all right, all right, great. So talk about money, but don't make it about money. I did. <laughs> And it didn't, didn't work out again. Yeah. So, it, well, so, so what I'll say is again, have the money goal, but don't make it only about that money for me. Unfortunately, I'd kind of lost track of things. So some of you maybe know a bit of my story. So 15 plus years in corporate America, highs, lows, layoffs, all that sort of stuff. But I was kind of in a good place, right? I mean, I was working at Microsoft. I was making good money. <laughs> and again, I'm, I come from a middle-class family in India, <laughs> you know, I grew up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, had a house had a family, everything was good. Right. I mean, how could I complain again? If I look back to where I came from, I'm like, I'm so thankful. I should be so thankful. But man, part of me had this question. It's like, is it, is, is this it? I mean, it was, yeah, good life, but not a great life, right? But it's, it's, is this it? Is this as good as it gets? And of course, when I thought about that, the next thought was, do I even dare? Is it even right? Isn't, is it, shouldn't I be just be thankful and settle, right? For good enough? <laughs> yeah, it's maybe not right for me to want more and go for more. 
I'm struggling with that. And then I met this guy. I don't know if you know him. I'm a huge fan. He is incredible. He goes by Nas Daily. And his story is that he quit his high paying job uh, and explored the world at 24 years of age. And he has this thing um, where he, where he said he did the math when he was 24 and uh, uh, yeah, he said, Oh man, but 30% of my life is over. And, and that was kind of a reminder. I'm like, what am I, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? And for me, um, I was 40 years old then. So I read his story. I went to Google and I typed in us male life expectancy. <laughs> and it was 80 years old. So that was simple math. I actually do have this t-shirt. <laughs> I should put that photo there um, of me wearing that t-shirt. But, um, but yeah, so the math was simple and like, dang, 50% of my life is over. <laughs> that was, that was, yeah, maybe think. And and I was even ashamed to admit it to myself that one way or the other, I had pretty much been chasing money all the time. And again, nothing wrong with that, but I had lost track of what I really, truly wanted in my life. Now, that led me to a different path. And over time, I've been able to define a new goal for me. Now, this did take time, but this is how I define it. Now, I want to do what I love. And there is this unbelievable joy when you're working on something you enjoy. And, and yeah, you lose track of time. You just dive in and, and it's just pleasure in self, right? I mean, how many times have you kind of, have I, have I gotten kind of lost in a Power BI model or something like that? And of course, or training or helping others, all of these other things that I've experienced. And people get so fixated on, hey, how do I get good at Power BI? Guys, I mean, if, if you, you hold on to that thing, right? If you stay in that zone where you're focusing on what you love, you can't help but get good at it. And of course, um, and sometimes I talk to people and talk about goals and stuff, and they can't think beyond retirement or sitting on a beach, sipping a drink. And I think that's complete BS. I, you know, so of course, I'm so, oh, I just want to retire and I'm done with it. Like, well, yeah, but what are you going to do after you retire? Like, oh, then I'm going to do this, this, and this. I'm like, well, you realize you don't have to wait for this retirement, right? So I, I, I say, I believe in renewment now rather than, you know, <laughs> kind of slogging or doing something. I like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm doing this so I can retire 10 years later. What a new life right now. So I believe we want our lives to matter. And I believe we love making an impact. Again, at the beginning of this call, we were talking about the joy, the implicit joy. As soon as you, we were, uh, on the LinkedIn community, we were talking about seeing people's reaction when you first show them kind of their data and power BI. Oh, that is so good. So we, we love that. We need that stuff. Well, I don't, I, don't, I don't want to retire on the beach. Yeah, take a vacation, sure. But then I want to be doing this. And of course, the last part for me is life freedom. So you've probably heard me talk about uh, some Power BI models. You look at the relationship diagram. And it's like, it's like exploded in there. It's like, oh, that's not modeling by design. That's modeling by accident, right? And of course, you see some visuals and they're like, oh God, everything is everywhere. It's like flashy colors. That's not dashboard by design. That's dashboard by accident. I don't want my life to be by accident, which is unfortunately what it was, right? I mean, just one thing led to the other and I was there. I want to create a life by design on my own terms. And of course, the best part is 
that uh, I've been able to share this with others and, 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 well, yeah, I mean, kind of do this together with our program members. So we generally have the, the, the similar, same or similar goals, right? I mean, of course, specific ones, they might have different stuff, but overall, we believe in these things and we kind of get to pursue that together, experience that together. And which is great because, as I said earlier, you know, we want to be independent, but I don't think anybody wants to be alone, not me. Great. So, of course, this was homework number one. And thank you so much for everybody shared on LinkedIn. Your answers were so powerful. I loved reading them. But today, I would love for you to share maybe one aspect of it, at least. You don't have to like type the whole thing. Uh, and, of course, folks, if you haven't gone to the homework one, then, you know, uh, well, yeah, uh, just, just, you know, take a second to think about it. So, of course, the way I like to think about it is if you had all the money, what do you want your life to be like, look like, or feel like? And again, there are no right or wrong answers. No need to compare yourselves to others. Like, oh, well, that person wants, to, oh, my goal is not good enough. No, it's always good enough. And of course, the other part, you know, the question that I was asking myself, like, ah, do I want to deserve it? Guys, uh, I mean, if you ask me, Everybody deserves us. We all do. We, you deserve to not settle for good enough. You, you deserve to aim for a great life, right? Okay, so I'm going to read some of this one. Spend more time with family. Play more board games. Travel. Love it. Um, oh, boy, this is going too fast. Hold on. Time with family. Yep, family, financial independence. <laughs> Donald's saying move to Issaquah, Washington. <laughs> hey, we'll meet, meet at the local uh, Starbucks then. Great. Retirement income, put smiles on the faces of people, paying tuition for my daughters. Yeah, I love it, guys. So again, no right or wrong answers. Don't judge it. In fact, don't even label it. Sometimes we're too quick to label stuff. Freedom, problem solving, problem solving. Uh, live a normal life, not having to care about money too much. I, I know, man, money when it gets on your mind. And again, it's not, we teach what we need to learn. Trust me, money kind of sucks me down. And for me, the biggest challenge is comparisonitis. When I get stuck in there, when I start comparing myself with others, I can feel like horrible really, really quickly. Great. Flipping houses for low-income families. Wow, that's, lo- that's lovely. Be an expert at something and be in demand. Awesome. So, folks, uh, yeah, those who went through the homework saw my quote there. The, the clearer your vision is of what you seek, the closer you are to it. But clearer doesn't mean that you know exactly what you're going to be. Sometimes what's most important is you know, the feeling. So you can say, you know what? Like, imagine a kid, imagine, a, imagine a child, right? And so you ask them, oh, yeah, what do you want to be when you grow up? And, you know, as an like, astronaut, firefighter, but I think we should talk about what do you want to feel, right? And, and, oh, maybe somebody would say, you know what? I want to feel a sense of adventure. Well, yeah, then they can kind of pursue that. Oh, I want to, I want to feel connected. I want to be working in a community. So sometimes it, it's, it's not what we think. It's not like, oh yeah, I want to be a CEO of this company. No, I mean, sometimes, yeah. If you have that level of clarity, great. But sometimes it's more important to, to kind of know, yeah, that's the feeling I'm going for. Great, guys. So again, the idea is not to, the answer in a way isn't as important as the fact that you're asking the question because I had forgotten that, right? I, I, had, I had just been the hamster in the hamster wheel and I'd forgotten about this. So your, your true goal, this is, guys, so again, this is not like fluffy stuff. This is important in your journey because this is what you're going to need to guide you, pull you forward through this journey. It's going to be hard otherwise. 
So great. So now you have your goal. What uh, what, what path should we take, right? I mean, uh, I mean, is it this Barbie consulting even even the right path? Uh, maybe not. Maybe there are other options. Uh, if it is, then what steps to focus on? What obstacles to avoid <laughs> being trapped in it? And great. Wow. Lots of responses still coming in. Love it. Love it. Love it. So in part three of this event, we're going to lay out the complete five-step process that successful members inside our program have been using, to, uh, have been following to start and grow the business, right? So we'll lay it out step-by-step. In part one today, we're going to focus on the first and the most important step. Because this is a step that a lot of people either completely miss or mess up. I know because I did that too. All right. So let's talk about the first step. Are you guys, are you guys kind of ready for the first step? Type in a, type in a Y or yes. Okay. Yay. Awesome guys. Thanks. Thanks for being here. So I love this quote. Quality of your life is determined by the quality of questions you ask. So I'm going to ask you a few questions. All right. Okay. (laughs) True or false? Working hard leads to success. False, false, true, no, false, both. (laughs) Oh, wow. Love it. Uh, Not necessarily. Yes and no. True and false, both. Depends. Sometimes. Only to a degree. Both, yes, no. In the long run. Hmm. Interesting. Great, great, great. Love that. Love that. Love that. Thanks. Okay, great. Buy theory. I don't have to look that up. If you, have, if you still have fun in it, mm, yeah. Great. Let's, uh, let's do the other one, which is learning more leads to success. True or false? False. Yes. True. Enjoy it. Agree. Yep. Sometimes. Okay, great, great. And again, sometimes, yeah, the answer is, is good. But it's to ask him a question. That's important. Learn and implement. Learn the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> Only if you're learning to apply. It depends long-term. Okay, great. Relative to what? Yeah, great, great responses, guys. Love it. And again, no, no right or wrong in a way. Again. Okay, so um, right, let's have some fun here. All right, so we're going we're gonna to dive into those questions. We're going to come back to them. But uh, let's do some time travel. Yay. Who knows what that police box is? <laughs> Type it in. So I'm going to time travel you back to year 2017. Yeah, pre-COVID. Tardis, <laughs> yeah. Angela is there. <laughs> Great, love it. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Amanda got it too. Great. So it was the birth of something, but what was it? So um, you guys remember this, the total solar eclipse? Wasn't that cool? Oh, that was incredible. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, notice the power up, power up t-shirt. That was still cool. Anybody who has this t-shirt? <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Love it. And that was a year I won best costume dressed as the power B. I thought, I thought that was a great idea. Power B, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think my daughter liked it too. Uh, I had left my job at Microsoft and I had been teaching power BI, but what I started noticing while everybody in the program learned power BI, 
again, guys, sometimes it feels like that is a struggle. That's okay, guys. Sorry, we lost you for a second. I think my internet connection acted up. Sorry about that. Let's see if you guys can hear me okay. Robert, if you're on. Okay, okay. Back. Yes, we can hear you. Yeah, you're back. Okay, love it. And you can see my screen too, right? Yes, we can. All, all good, all good. Got it, got it. So folks, so what I was talking about was that I was watching my, my, you know, my students, my children, and they all hit the same milestone, just as kids do, and keep progressing in Power BI. But while everyone learned Power BI, only a few achieved what I call breakthrough success in their career. And it's, it's one of those things when, when you see it, it's like, whoa. So I'm going to share two stories. One is Pam Baker. She worked at Volvo. And this is what she had to say. So she told me that Avi, I was just an accountant for 15 years. And guys, there's so much pain and angst in one of those words. Did you notice that? It's the word just. And it breaks my heart just to think about it because I know what she's talking about. It's like, yeah, it, that, that is the feeling of feeling like a cog in this giant machine, right? And, and yeah, so it's like, I was just an accountant, right? So it's like, yeah, I was just cranking away. So I was just an accountant for 15 years and now they seek me out from all over the world. And yeah, she was, she was known the Power BI lady. They would have uh, in-person like global meetings and people would like, oh, Pam, you're, you know, you're the Power BI lady. Hey, can you help us? So she, she had a pick of her jobs. She could move to any Volvo division she, she wanted to uh, in her Volvo company. And yeah, you know, so she was famous. So it was incredible to see that. Wow. This was another story, Justina Bucks. She took the consultant route. She was a new mom. She was on a maternity leave from a job she hated. She didn't want to go back to that. Stepped into Power BI Consulting. And yes, there were a few bumps in the road at the beginning, but I think less, less than a year. Yeah, definitely less than a year out. She sends me this email. I was like, Avi, thank you. Blah, blah, blah. I forexed my annual income. And I'm like, what? You know, that, that's incredible. That's crazy. And, well, that kind of made me obsessed. What's because I wanted to learn that. I wanted to teach it to others because you know, I, I wasn't content just to have people learn Power BI because I could see that, frankly, a lot of them were not getting the results. They were still stuck in what I call the data dungeon, right? So data dungeon, you're stuck in the data dungeon, you're cranking out reports or something, right? But, but um, yeah, your life didn't change. Your career didn't change. But for some of these people that did, I'm like, what are they doing different? How are they different? So I became obsessed with studying it. So I'm going to ask those questions again. And again, guys, the, the answers are not important. You don't have to like type in a response this time, but it's the asking of question. And I'm going to point out one thing which you may notice. So I'm going to ask questions, really the same questions, but in a different way, is that what do you think I found when I talked to Pam and Justina? I was like, yeah, when I was like, hey, Pam, when I was interviewing them, I was like, yeah, no, I want to understand your recipe of your success. What made you successful? What made it happen? What did I find? Did they both say that? Oh, yeah, Avi, I was working long hours, mate, you know, 60, 80 hours, maybe longer. Yeah, I poured it in, burned the midnight oil. Is that what the response was? Well, remember, Justina was a new mom. And one reason why she didn't want to uh, uh, go back to her job was because she wanted to be close to her family. So is that what she was doing? Maybe. Maybe not. And then, of course, the other one, 
is that, did they succeed because they were smartest in the group? Right. I mean, they, they send me these emails and I said, Oh, I knew it. Yeah. They've always been, I mean, I've always been leaning from the back that yeah, they, they, they like Dax ninjas, you know, and they just spent long hours just learning more and ever more and they've mastered it clearly, you know, who else is going to succeed if not them? Is that what I found? Not really. (laughs) Now here's the thing, my friends. It is sometimes easy to kind of answer these questions on a logical level, whether I ask you for Pam and Justina or whether I ask you specifically. So when I asked earlier, I was like, oh, is it hard work that leads to success? You had all these good answers. But can you answer them for yourself? Because the challenge is that it's, it's not what you... So right now, you're using the logical part. But what is it that you truly believe and it's hard to see our beliefs. Like you can't look, oh, what do I really believe? But you look at your actions. And one of the ways when I look back at my life and when I, when I failed or hit a bump, didn't get promoted, felt stuck in my career, right? Or, or just was struggling at work. What was my natural reaction? I would admit my, often my natural reaction was, oh, I gotta, yeah, I gotta, I gotta do more, man. I gotta work harder. I was like, oh, should I, I don't know enough, right? So, so, so again, don't, don't focus on the answer so much. It's, it's the logical part. Great. Logically, we all kind of get it, don't we? Right? It's easy to answer these questions. But what do you believe? How do you act? And here's why this is important. Talked about this earlier. One of my favorite quotes, what got you here won't get you there. Think about it. Where you are right now, it's a product of the actions you have taken in the past, the thoughts you have thought. And, 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 and the beliefs you've uh, held on to, right? And uh, really what, what you have been as a being. That's made you now, which is great. I think you should celebrate that, accomplish that. We often forget that. So celebrate that. But now if you're ready to move forward to something else, realize that it's going to take a different set of actions, a different set of thoughts, a different set of beliefs. To, you you got to be a different being got you here won't get you there because if you ask me hard work equals to success i mean if you if you stay focused on that if that's that's what you believe not what you logically answer that is the employee mindset and i say that before you leave your 95 you got to leave the nine to five mindset behind in fact funnily enough this mindset doesn't even help you in the employee role. Because again, I talked about earlier, employee and consultant's roles are blurred. Those days are gone where you, you know, sat, uh, sat on your desk with your head down. I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to work. I'm going to let my work speak for itself. It doesn't work that way. So you're better off leaving this employee mindset, this nine to five mindset behind, whether or not you take the consultant path. And of course, learning more and ever more till you feel Good enough, capable enough. Do, do you feel you're ready? It's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm not an expert. I'm just a beginner. I'm just a rookie. I keep people, I keep hearing people say these things over and over again, right? And, and they're caught in this fool's paradox. And uh, who here has, has seen or heard me talk about the pyramid theory? So this is the trap. This is the paradox where we, we keep looking up at the top of the pyramid and we're like, oh, I'm not there yet. I'm not good enough. Yep. You know, and, we, and again, I, I talked about labeling. 
And guys, just give yourselves a break. Stop labeling yourself and everything. I'm this, I'm this, I'm not that, I'm this, right? Yeah, so who can help me fill this blank in? The fastest way, to, so again, we look at the deck pyramid and we say, we're not, we're not good enough. We look up, we compare ourselves to somebody. There we go. All right, Jason, thank you. Yep, you look down. You look down and guys, there are people right there who are waiting for your help. And only you can help them, not somebody who has climbed you know, near the top. They're so far away. You can turn back, look down, reach your hand down, help them up and get paid for it, <laughs> you know, for sure. Right? And, and the funny thing is, that is the fastest way to climb up the pyramid. Not staring up at the pyramid is like, oh, God, you know, and, and being on that learning treadmill. Great. So, hey, if you haven't um, checked it out yet, then go to this link. Hey, Robert, if you get a chance, if you can share that link in the chat with everybody, learnparbi.com sure. slash pyramid. Awesome. So um, you might have seen my posts about it, emails about it, where I said, Barbie Consultant is not the right path for everyone. And that is true because it's hard, but not the way you think. So I talked to people, it's like, oh, yeah, man, I know it's going to be hard, but I'm ready. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm ready to grind. Yeah, I'm, I'm going put to in, put in effort. Guys, it is going to be hard, but not the way you think. The number one thing that's hard is to let go of these limiting beliefs that are going to hold you back. There's a number two, but that fits better in part two. I was going to say tomorrow, not tomorrow, next Tuesday, which we're going to cover and what makes you fail. So we're going to cover that there. Both of these things are hard. So it's going to be hard, but not the way you were perhaps thinking. Okay, great. So we had started talking about the first step. And um, uh, <laughs> yeah, David is saying this is a scary part. Trust me, guys. And again, what I was saying earlier is that we teach what we need to learn. And again, it's not like a checkbox. It's not like, oh, yeah, I've mastered these things, the whole pyramid theory. How many times do I get sucked in where I feel that I'm not good enough all the time? I mean, every single email that I was drafting that you guys got, there was a part of me that, you know, there was chatter going, I was like, oh, you faker, you know, you idiot, right? So, so yeah, guys, we teach what we need to learn. So it's not like I'm sitting at the top and teaching you these things. <laughs> Those are the things that I struggle with. That's why I'm teaching you that. Okay, okay, great. Let's, let's get back on this. So I was talking about the first step, but if you noticed that <laughs> what I really talked about was what, what people generally think is the first step. It's like, yeah, I want to do that, but, oh, I got to get good at Power BI first, right? And, you know, something like that. So, um, so yeah, so I wanted to kind of clarify that. Oh, that that's not quite the first step. So let's talk about the first step for real this time. Okay, so now you know this, you know my story. I was obsessed about this. Now, of course, what I love is that I've, I've been able to run this giant experiment. Uh, so we started, you know, kind of um, the Power BI Consultant Program. Like, yeah, I'm going to help people be successful. And, 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 and initially, yeah, you know, so, so of course, there's an employee path and I want to help them there too. Now, the funny thing is, if you haven't realized it by now, is that the things that you need to succeed or need to do either of these paths are not different. This, this whole event, even though it's kind of labeled Power BI Consultant, but frankly, what I'm teaching you is going to help you on either path. doesn't matter. <laughs> you know. So, so yeah, So but I've been studying that through our Power BI Consultant program. There have been no guinea pigs, happy guinea pigs. <laughs> They've been treated well. <laughs> They've had great results. You've seen that, right? 
but it's just doing this giant experiment. And I just want to share that with you. It's like, what have I learned by watching these members, helping them, training them, coaching them, right? And, and again, working together. In a way, this program has not really been like, oh, are we teaching what he knows? It's been, I love the word co-creation, like co-creating. And, and you, hey, you guys are helping me co-create this event as well, right? All of you. So, yeah. So, um, so, so yeah, what's the recipe for success? Now I have a bigger sample size. <laughs> what do I see? What do I see? How are these folks different from the rest? So this has two parts too. <laughs> One we're going to talk about now. And yep, you guessed it. Number two fits better in part two. Part two is going to be awesome, guys. It's, it's going to be incredible. It's going to have a slightly different note. So we're going to cover there. So let's start by, I just want to introduce you to some of our members. And I want you to see if you notice anything, if you notice any pattern there. It's kind of subtle. It's, it's, it's easy to miss. Yeah, so you have to look carefully to see if you can find spot that pattern there. And don't, don't, if you get it, if you see it, don't, don't type it in, right? So yeah, don't, don't spoil it for others. Just, yeah, just, just uh, uh, don't type it in the chat window. Uh, so let's, let's do it. And we will also play a game uh, and you'll see what the game is. The so game is uh, guess the flag. <laughs> so this one is easy. So yeah, just type it in. Which, uh, which country's flag is this? Okay, Manuel got it. Ali got it. Canada, Canada. Yep, that's right. That's so easy. Well, I'll have some interesting ones later on. So Greg Berg is one of our members, and he helps. Uh, Greg helps specialty coffee companies by using Power BI. All right, Canada. That was easy. Okay, this one is another easy one. Andrew Ali, type it in. What flag? UK, Jesse. Yep, Megan Fernando. Greg, Greg, Greg. Yeah, you got it. All right. Uh, so Andrew helps faith-based nonprofits by using Power BI. Oh, this is. Who knows this flag? I know I, I didn't. Ah, Jesse knows. Netherlands, Netherlands, Netherlands. Okay, a lot of you know. Great. <laughs> Love it. Frank Wendelden. Frank helps healthcare finance teams by using Power BI. And again, look for that pattern, but shh, don't, don't say it. Ian Bowman. Okay, everybody should know this one. Not everybody, I guess, but uh, you know, maybe I would. Yeah. So Ian Bowman, USA. Yay. And Ian helps construction companies by using Power BI. Oh, this is an interesting one. Raul Jimenez, Jesse got it, yay! Okay, great. Costa Rica, yep. Uh, Ali got it too, yeah. Roberto got it. Raul helps large warehouses by using Power BI. And Rakesh Suke, what flag is that? Oh, yeah, South Africa, love it. Oh, guys, this is so fun. And Rakesh helps customer contact centers by using Power BI. Now, if you noticed the pattern. Just, just hold on to it. Don't say it. We're going to come back to it. And you know, I talked about the quality of questions and all that. Quality of questions is the quality of your life. So I'm going to ask uh, another question. This is rhetorical. <laughs> you know, I actually type it in. How do you win an unwinnable game? What game am I talking about? How do you compete with people who are more skilled than you Willing to work harder. Ooh, and the third one is a whammy for less money. How do you win that? I think it's unwinnable. And again, I know because I try. <laughs> you realize a lot of this event, maybe all of my programs are born out of my failures. <laughs> so yeah, guys, I try to play this game. So again, the first was people who are more skilled than you. Well, so I said, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn more. 
I'm going to outskill them. I'm going to get in there, get in the ring with them. So um, after I've been working for many years, I went back and got my master's uh, in computer science from University of Washington. Now, my timing was awful. Well, I felt like I had to do it. So I did it when my son was born. And again, when I look back, I, I should be kind to myself. Maybe there was some anxiety about would I be able to support my family and so forth. So, so yeah, so again, I shouldn't be too hard on myself. But the unfortunate part was that um, <laughs> I wasn't around uh, when my son was growing up. I was busy doing homework. I missed those years. And you know what they say, they don't come back. Now, of course, the other challenge non-winnable game was right, the people who know more were more skilled. And the second is they're willing to work harder. And I said, hey, I would play that game. So I threw my ring in the hat. And of course, uh, uh, I'd been laid off. And that was hard for me. That was, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's hard for everybody, but it felt pretty brutal. And I never want to be laid off again. So when I joined Microsoft, I, uh, I worked hard. I poured myself into work because I wanted to make myself layoff proof. I never wanted to be laid off again. I'm like, I'm going to show them. Now, of course, it's silly because it doesn't work that way. Layoffs, at least in America, are like an axe falling. And if you're on the wrong side of the axe, you're gone. So, uh, but that's where I was stuck. And again, my... Timing was awful because that's when my daughter was born and uh, I missed seeing her grow up and you don't get those years back. But guys, even if you play that game, how do you win against this, right? Even if you can like, yeah, there are people who know more, who are willing to work harder, but for less money, I mean, how do you compete with that? What are you going to do? I mean, take a pay cut? I mean, that's not winning, is it? And I, I think this, this is like playing slots at Vegas. Who's been to Vegas here? <laughs> I actually love that town, <laughs> even though I don't gamble or drink, <laughs> which is so weird, I guess. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I think that game is, I played it for a long time. Maybe uh, a lot of you are playing that game right now. And again, no judgment, no, no good or bad, but I feel that it's, yeah, you, you can get lucky. Some people do. But I question, like, is that what you want to chance your career in that? Do you want to bet the rest of your life on it? That that's, that's the way to go. I think it's risky. And then, of course, as it happens in slots, you, you, you're ahead for a while. And, of course, when I look back at my career, there were times where I'm like, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm nailing it. It's working. But, man, it's like climbing on a sand dune. Right? You take two steps back and sometimes you slide three down or you get to the top and celebrate and wake up next morning and the like, oh, sand dune is shifted, right? So yeah, you may be ahead for a while, but in the end, we know what happens. Hey, the house always wins. So that is the unwinnable game, my friend. How do you win an unwinnable game? Change the game. And I didn't know that was possible. I didn't know I could do that. That's what our members have done. And I was joking about it. I mean, I hope you all saw the pattern. It's, it's simple. It's staring in our faces. The fastest and easiest way 
to become a successful Power BI consultant or even a professional is to not be a Power BI consultant. It is to focus on a specific business niche, leverage Power BI to help them, and build your brand around it. Now, we're not going to talk too much about the branding part. But again, before you can build a brand around something, you got to know what it is about. And that's where this is the step one. The fastest and easiest way to become successful is to focus on a specific business niche. That's what they all have done. Okay, so let's, uh, let's play the new game, shall we? So again, I mean, I didn't know, frankly, I was so busy playing that game. I was like, oh, shoot, I can change the game? Wow. So this is how the new game works. So we're going to have a player with us, Frank, one of our members. Again, just using it as an example. Frank Mandelin, based out of Netherlands. Now, his, uh, his experience was in healthcare finance. That's where he had been working for a while and uh, doing great work there, right? So, yeah. And, and oftentimes, people ask me about consulting, da, 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 and they, there's, they're like, oh, Avi, how am I, I going to get the first client? And one thing to realize is that in all of these cases, their first client was the company they worked for. Because if you can help that one company, that means you can help others. Easy. Don't, don't overthink it, guys, right? So, and that's, that's where Frank started. Like, oh, yeah. So he built some dashboards and stuff for his own company, did some good work. And then gradually, so again, that's what I recommend. I up and quit my job. I'm like, oh, I have a dream. RBI, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I, I went in and resigned, right? <laughs> and so uh, Frank did the smart thing, kind of gradually built up his clients and so forth. But, you know, he's now a um, full-time independent consultant. He runs his company, Control Over Reports. Love that name, isn't it? And he serves finance teams and he builds concerned about oh i I don't i don't want to sell man i you know yeah i'm I'm thinking about it but guys in this world it's and because of that the best way to sell now is not to sell so of course we talk about the story which we want to talk more in the part but yeah so frank just it's as simple as this. Like, hey, this is what I've done for other companies. Your competitors, I love saying that. Like, yeah, this is, you know, one of your competitors. This is what we've done for them. <laughs> Would you really be want to be missing out on this uh, competitive advantage, right? I mean, they're doing this, you're not. <laughs> you know, and again, you may not say it that way, but, but yeah. So, hey, this is what I've done for other companies. You can have it too. Interested? That's a great way to sell. So that's what Frank does. And of course, what I like about this and our whole program, and I talked about it, we talked about the true goal is that we live a whole life. And Frank sets a great example for that for everybody, all of us. Spends time with family. I love to go cycling. Uh, I, I, my understanding is that Netherlands is a great area for cycling. Uh, and uh, yeah, he sends a lot of windmill photos. It's funny, I don't see a windmill in one of these photos, but yeah. So, uh, so yeah, he loves to go uh, cycling. And he's um, into his Wim Hof uh, um, yeah, I mean, cold, cold baths, like ice baths. And he has been busy convincing the other members in the program to do the same. <laughs> he talked me into cold showers for a while. And yeah, I, I did try it. And I know it's good for you, but I uh, couldn't, couldn't stick to it. So, so yeah, so guys, think about it. I mean, in my whole life, 
it felt like I had the split personality. There was this work avi and personal avi. But we're not two different people. Do you see a line dividing me? No, we don't. Nobody is that. We're not. But we try that. We try to keep ourselves in boxes. What if we could be whole? And what if we could bring our whole selves to work? All the passion and energy. And we could bring our whole selves to our family and work. Because uh, to our family and kids. Because think about it. I mean, it's not that those two things are separate. When we are satisfied at work, when we are joyful at work, we're going to be better dads, better husbands, better everything. And of course, when things are going great at home, we're going to be, you know, bring that joy and inspiration at work. So we don't believe in this, this whole uh, work-life balance thing. I don't, I don't like that term because it makes you feel like, you know, if you, if you give to one, you take away from the other. Right? I mean, that's, that's what it feels like, right? I like living a whole life. And that's what we get to do. Great. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Nancy, <laughs> thanks for pointing out. Yeah, moms, wives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You be a better person. Um, love it, love it, love it. <laughs> Nick is not into cold showers. <laughs> yeah, all right. So um, so what about the old game, though? What? Wait, yeah, I mean, guys, that, though, though, that thing is still there. Still out there. Oh, my God. What's happening? There are people who have got more, more mad DAC skills who are willing to work hard for maybe less money. So I want you, I want you, I want you to see a ring match right here. <laughs> Frank Van Delden versus the DAX doctor. Okay, that's that's Mina. We can't it. But yeah, all right. So so yeah, so what about that old game? So think about it. There's Frank going in, talking to the business folks, and he usually works with like the senior finance team, senior tech. He's sitting down with them, he's talking to them. And yeah, he's 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 he knows he knows that life, right? I mean, he's done that with clients. He's done that in the job. He knows it in and out. He knows the lingo. So he sits down and he he talks to them about the problems they're facing, right? So he's saying, yeah, hey, how is your monthly close cycle? Tell me about that. Yeah, I mean, because I've seen it's often painful. It's often, you know, it's, it's a lot of manual work. And, and sometimes, of course, nobody wants to admit it, but, you know, manual errors can creep through and they can be really risky. And then nobody uh, kind of, uh, uh, everybody loses trust in the data, even if there's like one small mistake. And of course, the worst part is that it's just, just, just uh, you know, kind of really affects them all of that, right? So again, I'm just trying to pretend to be Frank, but imagine Frank and he can talk the talk, right? And he says, yep, I, I see that problem. But guess what? There is a solution. There is a way out. Now, it's not a magic stick. It's going to take some time, but we can build a fast monthly financial close process for you, which is automated. And uh, so it's going to be, you know, not going to be this grunt work for your whole team. They're not going to have to scramble for a week or 10 days to put this report together. And it's going to be more impactful because this is what it looks like. It's fully interactive. You can dive in all the sort of stuff, right? So that's the discussion he's having. And then the DAX doctor comes in and he's like, oh, I know DAX. I can calculate, right? Guys, you, re- you see this, right? You change the game. It's a no contest, right? That, they're not even going to talk to the DAX. I like, yeah, cool, 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 you know. And in fact, it gets even better. It's not that we are pitched against an unwinnable game with these DAX doctors out there. That is a good thing. We use that to our advantage because guess what? Some of our members are hiring those people, right? To, to, to grow their business and serve more customers. Now, you don't have to do that. Now, a lot of us work just independently, work by ourselves, but you could, but you could. But you see what that does. 
change the game. Okay. Let's talk about some what ifs, right? So for the first one, what if we can have Andrew help us out? One of our members. So the first what if you might be asking yourself is, what if I have no or very little Power BI experience? And you know what? That's exactly where Andrew started and actually many of our other members. So what did we learn from them? Right? What, is, what did we see them doing? So three tips from Andrew's experience. One is, hey, you got to remember the pyramid theory. You can keep looking at the top and you can feel like you know nothing. But I question if it's really true. Because if you start looking down, you realize that there are millions of businesses out there right? where you can walk in and blow their minds if you know some really basic stuff. If you've taken my 60-minute tutorial and can do something like that with real data, if you can take in my Learn Power BI program for sure, if, even if you've gone through the first module in the Learn Power BI program, right, where you can pull in some data, can create some relationships, drag and drop, define two measures, some encounters, which is actually what I start with, even when working with a, working with a client, and just put some graphs together. Right. So again, guys, you, know, you can fixate it about, am I good enough? Am I not good enough? And, oh, I'm just a rookie. I'm just a beginner. Slap those labels on you and you will stay there forever. Or, well, yeah, I mean, that, that's where you'll stay. Or you can look down. So, yeah, that's tip number one. And number two is, again, don't think of yourself as a rookie. So, guys, our thoughts are important because our thoughts shape our reality. So, of course, I work with these members in the program. And whenever I catch them saying, oh, I'm so new. I'm, I'm, guys, you're not new. So Andrew, so he, he helps faith-based nonprofits. He's had years of experience working with them. You are not new. You're not a rookie. You have this rich business experience. Lead with that. Don't think of yourself as a rookie. Definitely not project it or don't talk about it like that, right? So when you walk in, you know, I mean, yeah, lead with the business experience. And, hey, I've been helping faith-based nonprofits for 10 years. Right, five years, three years, whatever it is, right? So, and, and yeah, I've, I've worked with this company, I've worked with that company, I have a lot of experience. I've, I've, you know, I've worked with this, I've worked with the finance teams, I've worked with their um, uh, uh, social media teams and whatever, right? And whatever experience, let's talk about that, lead with that. And number three is that you don't need to be pretend to be a Power BI expert. You don't need to be. Instead, you can be a Power BI enthusiast, which all of us can. So this is how Andrew started, right? So he, he, he went to, you can go to your, if you have any existing clients, right? In that business or, or talk to your friends, family, colleagues, ex-colleagues, all of them. And you say this, you say, hey, man, I've been, you know, I've been working, you know, faith-based nonprofits for a long time. And again, substitute your own niche a long time. And I've done some good work. Man, I came across this new tool and it blew my mind. It's from Microsoft called Power BI. And look, this is the kind of stuff we can do. These are some of the demos I saw online. And I really think that it's got a great application in, 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 in this community, in, in the community of faith-based nonprofits. I think we can really make an impact because I see these companies struggling with this data kind of being everywhere, which Power BI is good at. I, I see them struggling with not having good visualization, not having good insight in their data, all of that stuff, right? So, and, and, and I'm really excited is there somebody you know that I can help, right? That I could work with. 
because I, I want to try it out, right? So, so you don't have to pretend to be an expert. And, and guys, this, this works. People are often very eager. And, and so one of our members, Eamon Kelly, he talks about sales and he uses this beautiful phrase, sales is the transfer of emotions, <laughs> right? So you saw what Andrew did. He was genuinely passionate about Power BI and he just shared that enthusiasm. And of course, people go, man, that is incredible. Wow, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep you in mind. Oh, oh, I know this is somebody. Oh, you should talk to him. And then one thing leads to the other before you know it, you're working with somebody. And again, you don't need that many clients, right? You got a first one. And of course, once you have the first one, it uh, becomes easier. We'll, we'll talk more about that, getting clients and all this sort of stuff in part three. So stay tuned for that. Now, what I'll say is that, that for one, acknowledge the doubts, the what ifs are coming up. Don't push them away. Don't stamp them down. Don't judge yourselves. Like, why am I thinking that's way? Look at them. They did it. No, it's the, the thing is that all of these people, <laughs> including myself, we all go through the same what ifs, the same doubts and fears. They don't. And, and, you know, if you think that, oh, now they've made it, Avi has made it, Andrew has made it. No, guys, we, we struggle with this every day. It doesn't go away. But we take action in spite of it. Now, we're going to go a lot deeper. So, so, yeah, so it's not like these people don't have the doubt and fear. I don't have the doubt and fear. I do as well. But we take action. How do we do that? That's coming part two. So, okay. Right. So, yeah. So, part two is going to be awesome. Let's talk about another kind of doubt that might be coming in. Another what if. And for this... <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, we're gonna have our brother, my brother, not our brother. <laughs> so that's my brother. Um, he goes by AK, and that's our photo from childhood, jumping on a hay pile. That was a fun day. I definitely remember that. And oh, well, we we grew up. <laughs> now, I left my job in 2014, and he well, somewhat recently, he left his job in 2021. Now, he's had a stellar career. Senior marketing executive has done really well. But remember that quote, what got you here won't get you there. So, so of course, guess the first thing that I said to him. He said, oh, man, you left the job. Yeah, hey. <laughs> Figure out a niche. What's the niche you want to focus on? And what was, and, and, and type in a yes if this came up for you. If this way thing like, oh, I'll focus on a niche, but wouldn't I be missing out on opportunities? I don't want to do that. So, hey, I mean, it's natural. So, again, don't suppress it, reject it, judge it. Um, yep. So, Nancy, Kyle, Salim is like, yep. Yeah, that comes up. So, so guys, it's important to acknowledge that. Wait. Ramon is saying yes. Fernando, Nick. Yep. So, yeah. So, so that's it is important. We got to talk about it. And uh, I'm going to. Bring in another character I want you to meet, <laughs> the, sh the shady consultant, <laughs> all right? So now, again, as I said, I worked 15 plus years in corporate America, and I, and I saw, I was an employee, and, and I saw these consultants come in, and some of them were like this one. So I'm talking about the consultant who sells you a solution you don't need for a problem you don't have for way too much money. Who's, who's experienced that? Ty type in a yes. Let me know. The shady consultant. Oh, can't relate to it. Yeah, David, Marianne, Emily. Yeah. 
So guys, I I hope you don't want to be that guy. I mean, it's <laughs> so who is that? And Fernando. Oh, Fernando is saying I I have I have three in the organization. Oh, they're everywhere. Yeah. So I I, I don't know, guys. I, I we it's it's um. I somehow feel that on this call, we don't have these people. You're, you're not it. I have a feeling, right? That you're not this person who would do such a thing. You would not condone it, and you don't want to be this person. But you may not realize that you're acting like one. <laughs> so let's go back to that. Right? So I'm saying, oh, first step, focus on a niche. And you're saying, oh, I don't want to miss out on opportunities. I want you to think about where you are in your journey and what is the current problem you're trying to solve. Is the current problem that there are people lined up outside your door and you're like, Avi, come on, man, look at the line, look at that queue. All these people are waiting for me, they're waiting to pay me money. I can't disappoint them, I can't turn them away. Well, if you have that problem, <laughs> then a i'm really surprised you're hanging out with me today <laughs> like god you should you know yeah go take their money um yeah but but if you, you realize that yeah we, you know that's not the problem we have so again don't be that shady consultant where you're trying to solve the problem which you don't have think about the problem that you do have so again i mean if you go that route again with the shady consultant thing you can spend a lot of time effort your energy maybe even money doing that is it right when you, you scatter things oh yeah i don't want to you know, i don't want to miss out on opportunities right so you can you can try to record out everybody in or you realize that the problem that you do have sorry i messed up with my slides a little bit which is i would guess if you're on this call that you're looking to attract more clients you don't have a line outside your door not yet and you're like yeah i want to attract my first client or new clients or more clients and and of course, as you've seen with our members, right, there's, there's our experimentation many years long is that, yeah, focusing on a niche makes it attractive. And of course, I talked about, we did the role play of Frank going in and talking to those people. Guys, when, when you dial down, it, it, it becomes magnetic. That's how you attract people. That's how you get them to line up on there. So really what you're saying is when you're saying, I, I don't want to miss out on opportunities, you're saying you're going to do this, right? So it's like, yeah, I'm going to just go for everything. Yep, you know, I'll, I'll hit something, wouldn't I? You can do that. But again, go think about the shady consultant example. It could be a problem. You're solving a different problem. You're spending way too much time and effort. You can do this. Or you can do this, which, which there's, there's proof. There's people we can look up to. We can see the example. We can read their stories. Uh, read the histories, right? And you've seen the bonus training, right? So again, you can do that. It's like, yeah, I'm going to hit something or you can do this. Because here's the thing. We forget. We forget that Apple started in a garage targeting a niche market. Some would say a non-existent market of hobbyists. When the big market, the big money was in, you know, kind of the corporate computing side, which IBM dominated, right? And they were going for the personal hobbyists. They started with that small niche, that small market. Google was just a search box. Amazon just sold books. 
Facebook was a small network for Harvard students. Adidas spoke, sold spiked shoes to track athletes. And REI, one of my favorite brands, they started by selling ice axes. We forget that all big stories started small. Uh, you know, so are these guys going to be the next Google, Microsoft, and Amazon? Well, I don't know. And frankly, they don't care. Become a successful Power BI consultant or even a professional is to focus on a specific business niche, leverage Power BI to help them, build your brand about it, which, which I mentioned that. Maybe I shouldn't, but that's more part three things. Like what's, that's the next steps. Now you might, we talked about some of the questions here, but I realized, oh, Oh, okay, sorry guys, we were having some trouble with the connection, it seems. Hopefully, I'm back. You're back. You're okay, great. Back, okay, okay. So, uh, okay, great. Um, so, um, we'll go back and see, try to fix the issues in recording at least. So, we addressed some of the big questions here. This is a bigger one. I don't want to narrow down and miss out on opportunities, but there are a lot of questions that come up. Am I targeting the right niche? How do I know I'm targeting the right niche? Uh, what if I picked the wrong niche? Can I change my mind? Is that allowed? What if I have experience in multiple business domains? How do I choose then? What if I don't like the domain I'm in? I want, I'm leaving it behind, Avi, and you're trying me, telling me to focus on that domain? Yeah, that's not what I want. Uh, what if somebody has, already has chosen that niche? What's, yeah, what, what if you know, somebody already picked it? Are you allowed to accept projects outside of a niche? we're going to dive a lot deeper in part two so in part two which is coming tuesday we would start off on a slightly different topic this idea that what would make you fail and you need to be aware of that right so we sometimes focus So that's, that's what we're going to talk about. But then we're also going to do basically a niche test drive. So next part, I'm, I'm hoping that with niche test drive is going to be very interactive. We're going to unmute some of you and we, we get to try out your name. As possible messaging could be and so forth, right? So we're going to do that. And of course, as part of that, we're going to cover a lot of the questions that you might have around niching down. Now, we do have uh, some homework to, to prep for that, prep for part two, which everybody should do because, for one, it's so easy. It's so, so, guys, I talk about how Power BI is agile BI, and I talk about the onion and peeling the onion. It's endless onion. Well, business, these principles are like that too, kind of the mindset, some of the stuff that I talked about. Uh, but this, so niche, it's not like I'm like, oh, check, I'm niche down. No, I'm still diving deeper. So there are stages and levels, but the starting point is as easy as fill in the blank. Doesn't get any easier, right? So again, everybody should be able to do it and take a shot at it. Even if you don't, if, you, if it's like fuzzy or something, the closest thing you can get to it. So yeah, it's easy as fill in the blanks. I help fill in the blank, solve the problems with Barbie BI. 
an example that I have. Of course, you saw a lot of examples from members, but here's just another one. I help project managers in aerospace manufacturing solve their problems with Power BI. Now, it would also work if you just said, I help project managers solve the problems with Power BI. It would also work if you said, I help uh, aerospace manufacturing companies solve their problems with Power BI. The funny thing is that it, the, the more specific you get, the more powerful the niche becomes and, and the better it works for you. I know it's counterintuitive. It's like, oh, okay, it feels scary. We'll talk about that more in part two. But if you can, get specific, get specific. If not, put something there, right? So, and we would love for everybody to share this in our LinkedIn community. And I think somebody had a great idea. I think Sunil was like, hey, what if we group around people who have the same niches? And I love that idea. For one, I always believe that it's better for everybody to put collaboration before competition. So I love, think about Sunil's mindset, right? So we, so somebody must say, oh my God, that's my competition. Yeah, I don't, I don't want anything to do with them, right? But Sunil's saying, let's, let's group together. And guys, it works. If anything, look at how all of the, um, uh, the car, car companies, they have their showrooms kind of in the same area. Have you wondered about that? Like Honda, Toyota, all of them are competitors, but they're all in the same area. Because in a way, they're collaborating, pulling more customers. Rising tides raises all ships, right? So, so collaboration better than competition. So if you post it in the LinkedIn group, that may have this awesome effect. So post yours and then look, read through the other stuff. Oh, that was my next comment. Is read through the other posts, inspiration, like, comment, connect, all of that sort of stuff. Your net worth is your network. Boom. All right. Great. So that's, and hey, hi, homework two is going to have, uh, uh, you will be entered to win our special prize. Uh, we are going to have a prize drawing today as well, but that you'll be entered to win our special prize in event two. Uh, we would also send you, remind you in an email reminder about this homework. So yeah, because we feel it's important. So all of that and more is coming in part two. Make sure you join us today. What's coming up is the prize drawing and the Q and a. So let's do a recap. So this is, where we had started, right? This was my promise to you. This is what I'm going to help you with. And today you focused mostly on this is the right path for you. And where do you start? Talk about those two things. I hope you have a little more clarity on that. So is it the right path for me? Now, the biggest hurdle is often people question their skills and abilities. That's what they focus on. It's like, oh, should I, I do I know DAX? No, I'm just getting started. So again, they, they start labeling themselves and so forth. My advice, avoid the trap of working hard. Don't go with that mindset and learning more and ever more. Let go of that not good enoughness. Two diseases, very rampant, at least in corporate US. I struggle with them. Not good enoughness and comparisonitis. <laughs> None of those help. So, and the second tip is follow the pyramid theory. It's simple. Help those a few steps below you. And that is the fastest way to get good enough. And again, you don't have to look far. In the event information page, we have the bonus training of all of these members. That's, this is what they've gone through, right? So it's not, yeah, let's, let's not overcomplicate stuff. Part number two, are we going to dive into, we're going to still address this question in part two, is it the right path for me, but from a different angle? And that's really important too. And of course, the other part was, where should I start? 
and your mind. <laughs> and why is there? The fastest and easiest way to become a successful Power BI consultant is to focus on a specific business niche. As you've seen, a lot of examples. All right, cool. Let's let's do the prize drawing. Okay, so this was this was there were multiple chances to enter. I think there was one which was you, you told us why you were excited to um, join this event. There was one where you introduced yourself, and there was one where you submitted your homework. Now you do. Uh, the more you play, the more your chance is. So if you did all three, then you would be entered thrice. Yes, what, what's going on here? Oh, really? okay, got it. So, um, so guys, give me, give me just a minute. I don't have all my ducks in a row, but I'm going to pull uh, the list of names. And we're going to do a raffle. Okay, working on it. All right. And, and Robert, huge thanks for compiling this list. So guys, throughout this thing, you got to be nice to Robert. <laughs> He's the one who lines up your names <laughs> for this. Oh, Wow. That is incredible. You're going to see this, guys, and you're going to love it. Oh, wait. Uh, okay, Robert, can, can you guys see the see the wheel? Yes, we can, Ari. Okay. All right, folks. Exciting part. Oh, here we go. Oh, we have a winner. Yay. I'm so happy for you guys. And again, thanks for everybody who participated. I love the energy in our group. It is incredible. Go check it out if you aren't already. And um, yeah, thanks to everybody. So uh, to our winner, uh, Emil Lepper, we, um, we would reach out to you over LinkedIn or over email or both maybe. And uh, you would get to pick your, uh, the, your favorite design. And of course, tell us your size address and everything and we'll we'll get it shipped to you great love that all right all right all right awesome. and again thanks 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 for playing guys thanks for being part of it so let's um let's do q a okay so robert i know it's it's uh it's kind of late for you so yeah feel free if you need to drop off and go that i'm way. okay i'm enjoying every bit of it okay love it love it love it so uh so let's let's do. Oh man, what's the best way? Let me see if I can. I can do this. I want to take some notes here. Okay, so we'll do part one Q and A. Oh, what is what is that? Okay. Oh God, this is not a great idea, is it? So let's take the first one. And this is from Ganesh. Uh, um, can you do me a favor, Robert? Can you see if Ganesh is online? And if so, can you... 
unmute him or maybe even promote him to a panelist. Okay, let me search for him. Okay. All right, yeah, Ganesh is here. Great, great, great. So yeah, Ganesh, we'll bring you on. So guys, yeah, I mean, I, I so so one thing that I'll say is that you may have a question and it may be like, oh, Avi, get, get to my question. And <laughs> I will try to get to all questions. But if you let go of that a little bit, you will see that there's so much to, to experience even when I'm helping somebody else. Right? And just, just be open to it. Oh, oh, you know what? Do I have to make you a co-host, Robert? Maybe that's... Yes. Okay, yeah, let's try that again. Sorry, I'm going to have to remember that next time. <laughs> so yeah, it's a great question. I uh, love that. I'm, I'm going to try to... Uh... Oh, hi, I'm here. Hey, Ganesh, how are you doing? Fantastic. And uh, first of all, you are awesome. Uh, <laughs> we all love you. Oh, very much. Thank you. And, uh, thank you for everything you do. Um, so basically, Avi, my my um, main main question is: in case if uh, you know we want to have the security of of a normal job, and yeah. help out you know, friends and acquaintances and so on. Um, you know, any any advice yeah. regarding that? Thank you. That's a great question. So so tell me again, what is your concern? You said security, and then you said about help out friends and family. Tell me a bit more. Yeah, so so basically, you know, instead of instead of uh, putting all the eggs in you know one basket of of you know consulting, instead mm. of that, can I just have my regular nine to five job, right? And then use use my skills that I learn in that nine to five job, and yeah. obviously outside learning also with regard to Power BI, and then you yeah. know help out friends outside as well. Good point. Good point. So um, so hey. Uh, um, uh, by the way, hey, are you in a spot where you're able to? No, no, you don't seem to have a webcam. All right, no, no worries. So, um, so my journey was that I, I got so smitten by Power BI, I was so in love with it that I walked into my <laughs> my manager's room and I said I quit. Right, and and I don't recommend that to. I I just don't recommend that. And and again, it can have its advantages because it's like you know you burn your boats. <laughs> There's no way back. Uh, but I don't recommend it because, man, it was it was it was really painful for me. Now, of course, I do try to make it easier for others. So the path that you are suggesting that is absolutely what I recommend, and that's what I've what Frank has done. That's what Charles has done. And so I, I think, yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta start on the side. Keep your hold on to your full time job, and then yeah, start helping people. Get one client, and we'll talk about it this more in part three. We'll talk about getting the first client, getting the next client, and so forth. And, and, and yeah, start helping people. So I can't agree with you more. I think that is the way to go. That's what I recommend. That's what generally almost all of our members follow. And then as you build on the side, um, of course, so so uh, is it okay if I walk you through the journey that I've seen members go through? Yes, absolutely. Great, great. So, so this is what I see, right? So you come in. And they're like, yeah, Avi, God, how do I get the first line, man? <laughs> and, and of course, first thing that I try to tell them is that do not think this way because they already have their first client. Their first client is their own company. That is a starting point, And that is a great starting point. Right? So, so, so 
we take that and then we do help them with getting the first client, right? And, and again, we'll talk about that more in part three, uh, but that's the milestone that they hit that they get their first client. They're like, oh, awesome, right? And then, then they get like the, the next client. And this one is a big milestone because by now, and like the first one can be a fluke, but when they get the second one, they're like, man, I can do this. And so they, then they believe in two things. I can do this. I can help others. And B, I can be paid for it. And it feels incredible. Now, the funny thing is that when they join the program, there's no doubt in my mind that they, they're capable of this. But of course, what I believe doesn't matter. What they believe is everything. So this is when I see their kind of mindset thinking shifts. Like, wow, I can do this, right? So they're doing great. And, and then maybe they pick up another client or something, but then they get into a problem. And they say, oh, man, it's hard to manage. <laughs> they're like, I mean, man, I'm like, I got a full-time job and I got these clients. What do I do, right? So uh, one of our members, he's like, Avi, I've been able to, um, actually, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself, right? So, so there, the first thing that I say to them is I try to remind them that their earlier self would have been so happy to have this problem. I try to remind them that this is a good problem to have. It's a great problem to have, Right. It's, it's, it's lovely, right? So again, if they, if they go back and time travel and they were like, just had all these doubts and fears, like, can I do it? Can I not? And now you're in a stage of, like, Man, I, I, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, it's too much, right? So for one, it's a good problem to have. But then of course, they start then thinking about the next step, which is, well, when can we, so are we ready to leave our job? So again, it's, it's a personal choice. I let them choose it. But the way I think about it, that so, so, it, oh, I would say that don't overthink it. Don't don't think like you have to solve that right now, but I'll just walk you through the journey they go through, which is, this is what I say, is that if you're thinking about leaving your job, I left my job when I had, uh, I could, I had 0% of my salary, right? That's, that's what's obvious, right? And I know um, another person, one of my friends, who left only when they matched their salary. I think the answer should be somewhere in the middle. And here's why. Because this I've gone through, and I know it's, 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 it's painful and challenging. And again, it has some advantages, but it, I don't think it's worth it, right? So it's, and until you have some side income going on, I think you should test the waters and only then leave your job. So I wouldn't recommend this. And this, what I saw was that, A, it just takes quite a bit longer. Because again, when you're not, fo- you know, it's like being in two boats, right? I mean, you can't focus on one or you focus on kind of building a client base and so forth. So I mean, clients, your job. And yeah, so, so it just takes longer. But again, so this is, of course, very risk averse. Uh, uh, yeah, this is very risk averse. This, I would say, <laughs> is, is, is foolish. Uh, yeah. So yeah, man, that, that I wouldn't recommend. So the answer is somewhere in the middle. Now you get to decide what percentage. I will say is that 50% is often a good mark. Plus you got to see your trajectory, right? So some people say that, hey, in, in, a, in a few months of focusing on this, I've been able to get up to 50% of my salary. So I know if I go full-time and focus on it, then I can you know, kind of get there. So that, that's one factor. The other factor is that this, so again, this is just kind of what I've seen, is generally, generally, if you're managing your finances well, <laughs> I hope you are, uh, like I'm saying to everybody, then 
you should be able to pay all your bills with 50% of income. So, so hopefully you're not spending more than that. If you are, well, then yeah, I mean, you know, your situation is different. So, so that is also why this is a good point because when they're at the stage and they leave the job, they're not worried about paying the bills. They're like, yeah, bills are paid. And now I just need to focus on business and grow my business. And of course, that's the best part about the business that the growth that can happen is so different than, you know, kind of the annual raises that you get. Cool. So I just want to, I just want to check in with you. How does all that sound to you right now? Yeah, I mean, this is uh, very beautifully explained and in a very, very concise manner Great. as well. So, Great. Yeah, thanks a lot. Okay. But I'm going to, I'm going to share one other thing with you mm-hmm. and I'm going to challenge you on this. Um Hold on, let me find a video. So yeah, so this is the video. Let me put a link in the chat box for everybody. So this is but I'll I'll speak to you now. So uh, so again, <laughs> this is kind of all my experience, but uh, this idea that which is more risky i would say it's the opposite so when um when i got laid off man it felt like everything was taken away from me it felt dramatic it it was yeah so i would say that when you're only doing a full-time job that is putting all your eggs in one basket right consulting you you are diverse so think about stock investing right i mean that is like putting all of your money as a single stock now it can't take off you can end up investing in amazon but it can be an enron too you don't really know (laughs) you know so so that's that that's investing in one stock consulting is automatically diversify. It's just like, yeah, I mean, you, you, right. So now, of course, we have multiple clients, right? And, and, and there are other things. I wouldn't quite go into that. But again, the the, the work that we do, um, which ironically even helps you, even if you stay on the employee path, but again, defining kind of a niche and building a brand about it, man, these things make you a lot more stable. I mean, the, this makes you, uh, you know, more... Uh, you can handle risk and handle downturns and handle COVID and stuff much better in this. And of course, there is the other risk. So if you think about it, if you just think about risk, if you just think about risk, then I should put all my money in the bank account because it's the least risk. But of course, the risk there is inflation, right? That it's not going to be able to keep up with inflation. And if you think about it in the job sense, we are so focused on risk. We don't want to take risks. But the riskiest thing you can do, and I'm not saying you are doing that, but, but if you think about it from, a, from kind of a philosophical perspective, is the riskiest thing you can do is to stand still because the world is moving around. So you're going to be out there in absolute, right? So, so we feel like that, oh, yeah, I'm going, to, I'm going to stay safe. I'm going to be here. But sometimes it's less risky to kind of move forward and kind of move in this direction. So again, I feel like the world is kind of nudging us in this direction. The lines are being blurred and so forth. And whether you stay in a nine-to-five job or, or leave it, I think we need to take more control of our careers and our lives 
by doing things like this, by, by niching down, creating a brand and so forth. So, so yeah, so watch that video that I sent for more. It goes in more detail, but yeah, just some food for thought. All right. Does that help? Thanks a lot, Avi. Certainly. Great, great. Awesome. Uh, Great. Okay. So we got that one. Let's, uh, let's see if we can. (laughs) Keys has a good question. How important is DAX to be a Barbie consultant? Let's take that one. Yeah, these two kind of are related, I guess. The next one are like two. So I'll, I'll, I'll put them together. So this is Keese is asking that. And Dennis. So Keese, the way he worded it is, how, uh, how important is DAX to be a Power BI consultant? And if I can grab other one. Dennis asked, how deep has to be my knowledge to be a Power BI consultant? Now, of course, I'll, I'll, I've kind of answered it in the session already, but I'll say that thing again. So guys, what I said, we teach what we need to learn. So I'm not... Look at myself and like, man, who am I to be doing this, right? I mean, so think about this Power BI consultant program. It's uh, is the, when I started it, have that life that I described, right? I mean, making it back to what you love, create a life of freedom. Go hiking on a weekday. Uh, I keep my meetings on Tuesday. All right. Sorry, guys. The internet is a little flaky today. Okay. Okay. Back. So you are going to feel that way but you need to let that go because again, you're, you're looking in the wrong direction, right? I mean, you, there's a pyramid and, and often when I talk to people, they use these words and I, I really don't like it. I wish they wouldn't <laughs> because they're always like, ah, oh, I'm just getting started. I'm no expert yet. Right? Stop labeling yourself. Right. I mean, yeah, it's, we don't have to do that. I mean, others do it anyway. People do judge us. And that's, that's a whole other thing about the journey. I mean, sometimes people are like, Avi, but man, what if I, if I fail in this path? What's, what, what are my friends going to say? And well, frankly, people will have something to say anyway. They're going to judge anyway. Why not be judged for what you believe in, right? So, so that's the other part. Others will judge you, label you, let them do that. You don't have to put all these labels on yourself. I'm this, I'm not that. So they say that I'm starting out, I'm just getting started, which is often not true. They don't realize it. They're definitely a few steps ahead. And you don't need to be too far ahead. Uh, so of course, um, the link that we shared earlier, learnparvia.com slash pyramid. So the idea is that, yeah, so instead of looking, looking up, if you start looking down, then you're going to see that there are a lot of people here who you can help. And, 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 and sometimes I joke with my kids that, Every valuable business lesson I've learned is counterintuitive. So if you think about it, the funny thing is that look at the pyramid, the opportunities are actually bigger near the base of the pyramid, right? 
I mean, it, 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 I mean, think about it even in an org hierarchy, right? I mean, if you are, or become a CEO, when that there's a there's a really uh, yeah small set of jobs, right? I mean, your your job pool becomes limited, You're, right? I mean, that's right. So opportunities become limited the higher up you go. So it's weird. So again, you can ask this question, but you'll find that you'll always be asking this question. So again, the, the, the members that we talked about, shared about, I, I was talking to Greg Baird the other day and, and asking him, hey, so do you feel like an expert now? And he, he just laughed and he said, I don't think I've ever felt that, right? So, so yeah, because again, that, that learning that if you keep looking at the top of the pyramid, it's, it's a paradox, it's a trap. The more you learn, the less you know. Because once you learn Power BI, it's like, oh, shit, there's Power Apps, there's R, there's Python, there's Azure. There's limitless. And learning is okay, but we associate, we hang on other things on that, right? So we say, oh, when I feel good enough and I feel like an expert, when I know enough tax, that's when I'm going to help people. And I say, there's somebody out there that only you can help. And again, that's the irony of the pyramid that, uh, that um, oops, uh, so, so, you are here and, and there is some expert over here. Oh, I'm a DAX ninja. I'm a DAX expert. But the person who's over here, guys, they can't help them. It doesn't work that way. You know, you, you know I talked, talked about two of my biggest problems are not good enoughness. I struggle with that too. Um, and comparisonitis, right? <laughs> The number of days I have tried, I have stumbled onto the SQL BI blog or read something from Marco Russo or Ferrari and, and scratched my head and felt like an idiot that, hey, I don't, I don't know anything. But, but the thing is that if the people who I can help, only I can help, right? I mean, the folks at the top, if they scare me, if the folks who are at the top, they scare me, what chances are that they're going to be able to help the person over here? I'll tell you, zero, right? So there are people only you can help. So they're out there. So I always think about this. I always think about, so sometimes we're like, oh, business and customers and we think big. I like thinking small. Even when I run events like this, I go in with this thought. Is there one person out there that I can help by sharing this? Then my goal is to find that person and help them. So I don't know, it helps me, right? Just, just stay focused. One person, visualize it, see that person. And guys, I'll tell you, that person is drowning. He's waving at you. He's asking for help. And here we are painting our boat, you know, learning more dads. So yeah, not, not quite. One, one more coat, one more coat. And then I'll go help that person. Man, they don't care. They don't care if you show up in a dinghy, right? Just go there and help them. So <laughs> maybe not the answer you expected, but, but yeah, so, so this not good enoughness, you can play that game all all your life and you would in a way we still get processed that but again we focus refocus on who can we help is there one person one company out there that i can help and i'll tell you there are millions but yeah think about one <laughs> that helps me and see if you can help them um great now so you know what so that's kind of the philosophical answer i'll give you a specific answer so what i'll say is that again that basic ability which you can get from my 16 minute free tutorial if you've gone through the first module in my Learn Power BI uh, program, then you have it. If you've gone through the whole program, you certainly have it. <laughs> if you have gone through all of that and created a project, well, <laughs> I don't want to say it. Yeah, you know, kind of done a project for yourself, you definitely have it, right? So 
And, and the basic ability is this. You need to be able to connect to data sources and pull data. Nothing too crazy. You know, SQL, Excel, that sort of stuff. Connect to data sources, pull data, right? You need to understand the basics of modeling. So, of course, what we teach in our tutorial, free tutorial in our um, first module, Learn Power BI and the whole program, which is, well, you know, data table, lookup table, that sort of stuff, right? So you kind of understand that. So again, don't do modeling by accident. It's like, oh, I'm just building these tables. It detected relationships automatically, <laughs> you know? So yeah, so so you do that. And then you um, create a model, create simple DAX measures. So really, this is what I still do when I work with our clients. My first da dashboard that I share with them inevitably just has some encounters. And it can be incredibly powerful. I mean, yeah, like jaw dropping. It, it, it's yeah. So, 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 uh, right. So, yeah. So, so that can be incredibly powerful. So, uh, simple DAX, some counters, and of course, simple visuals. And, and, and if you've gone through the program, you know, I talk about that. People build these garish dashboards, but anybody who has a little bit of sense of visualization knows that that is not good, right? Eye candy isn't good. That's not what dashboards are about. Dashboards have a purpose, they should serve that purpose. And, a great way to do that is to keep things simple and follow the best practices. All of that covered in my course and all of that is, is, is not hard. Now, of course, you will keep get better, getting better and better at it. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not that hard. Uh, what is the practice? I don't know. Um, so, so if you have that basic knowledge, you are set. Oh, gosh, I was going to say one other thing. Oh, one other thing that I would say is that it, 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 the, the, if you can do time intelligence, that is like mind blowing because um, that takes it a whole another level. So, uh, folks, if you attended my Power BI conference session, I talked about the Shining Beacon project and I talked about doing things. So uh, this is how I pick my first project, whether you're working in a company as an employee or as a consultant working with a client, right? So Shining Beacon Project, this is what I try, I, I try to look for things which are hard or impossible in the old world and easy in the new world. Uh, easy in the new world. And the third thing that I look for is that uh, it has to be valuable. It's like, yeah, you found something that is really hard in the old world, really easy, but then nobody cares. Well, then it's not going to work, right? So, but if you find all three, oh, this is incredible. So for one, this is stacking the deck in your favor, right? This is, again, changing the game, right? So you're going in and you're taking a harder impossible thing, which is easy in the new world of Power BI. It is valuable to them. So what you do is... Um, is you, you make it easy for yourself. So I'll give you some examples, bad examples. Uh, one of the bad examples is um, recreating an Excel report. I try to avoid that as best as I can. Just tried it, knows that it, it's... Oh, gosh, this is bumming me out now. Uh, again, guys, apologize for the connectivity issues. It's, uh, it's been unfortunate. Trust me, I've been working with our internet provider, but oh well. All right, um, good to be back. So, so yeah, what I was what I was talking about here was this shining beacon project idea: harder, impossible in the old world, easy in the new world, valuable. A bad example is recreating an Excel report. I try to avoid that. I mean, generally, it's a bad example. A good example 
is time intelligence. So that's one reason why I love it. So, so if you can do that. So, so I would say if you have this much, which again is, is, yep, you don't, you don't have to spend hours. It's anybody can have this level. You can attain this really quick. Um, and then the rest of the journey, the rest of you climbing up the pyramid will be through working on this project, right? So, and again, that's another thing that's counterintuitive, which will people say that, oh, I'm going to work and learn, 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 learn till I'm ready. And then I'm going to do this. But when you start doing this, that you find yourself, it's like being on an express train to the top, right? That's the best way. So, and again, I've seen a lot of these members, right? Greg Berry, Andrew Ali, you you see them step in doubts. I see where they are kind of the technical level, but then they work with a, a client. And of course, these guys have gone way beyond anything I can teach. They have done stuff, which I don't even understand. And sometimes we have them, come into a program and teach that to others. So yeah, so they do this incredible stuff, but how are they doing it? It's, it's, it's not because they locked themselves in a room till they felt that, oh, am I, do I know enough facts? Do I have enough knowledge? No, they went out there, helped people and they'd learn. Um, and, and of course, what I said earlier is that you don't have to be pretend to be anything. Don't, you don't have to walk in uh, to a client, potential employer, job interview, client interview, anything to, to and you know everything. In, in fact, what I'll say is that we have heard so many stories. Uh, Charles has one where uh, he walked in and they said, oh, you know, Power BI, I know, we know you do Power BI. Can you, we're an IoT company. Can you help us? And he's like, well, I've never done that before. Sorry. And they love that answer. And that's why they hired him. <laughs> right? and, and of course, not just me, uh, Simon Sinek, I'm a huge fan of him. He, he talked about that, his own experience, where, where he said to a client saying, that, yeah, I, you know, I, I can help you with that. I can't, I, I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. That one, I don't know, you'll have to hire somebody else. And they wanted to work with him, right? So, so, so yeah, so just, just uh, be a Power BI enthusiast. You don't have to walk in. Uh, you can tell them, you can, hey, this is what I've done. This is what I can do for you. And yeah, so yeah, it may not be the first person, but when you find a fit, they're going to love you and you're going to help them. Great, great, great. Okay, let's see. So hopefully that guy's uh, helped. Let's see what's going on in the chat box. Oh, oh yeah. So uh, Daniel is asking, what does time intelligence means? Time intelligence means, uh, uh, so this is the standard set of things that I do for time intelligence, uh, kind of year over year comparison. So this is, oh, you're showing sales in this year versus last year, difference, percentage growth, that sort of stuff, right? And then there are other things in there like year to date, uh, year to date, month to date. Uh, yeah, that that's so yeah, so things like that. Year, if you can do year year comparison, which is really easy, then that's uh, that's your good. And of course, if you are in the Learn Barbia program, then we cover that in there for sure. Uh, do you prefer creating a dynamic calendar using M or DAX? I really feel M is the kitchen of Power BI. If you're like creating shaping data, that is the place you need to be, not DAX. Mm, I think it just makes it harder. M, M is much more friendly. It's got all these, you're in the kitchen, you have all these tools available to you. Just like in a kitchen, you have all the knives and spatulas and all that. Think about the ribbon, the query editor that it have. You don't have to get into code in M 95, 99% of the time. I'm not writing any code in M. I'm just clicking buttons. That's easier for everybody, even when you do know how to code. Right? So M all the way. 
Okay, so let me go to the question. So folks, uh, do try to, uh, so as consultants, should you spend more time in M? As a consultant, you should spend all of your time focusing on the business problems. Right, so again, guys, tech focus, I mean, you can stay there, but it's not, that's not what's going to make you awesome. Right, so you, yeah, I spend 100% of the time on solving the business problems, helping the business. How I do it is just a means to an end. I mean, you kind of need that, but that's not the goal. That's not what I'm focused on. I'm not thinking like, oh, I need to solve them. So no. So Frank is focused on, hey, how do I help healthcare finance companies, right? Andrew Ali is focused on, how do I help faith-based nonprofits? What problems, what challenges do I have, right? What have I seen with existing clients? Uh, what have I solved for them? What can I solve for them? When I talk to new clients, can I talk about their problems, right? So so yeah, so I think that's, that's the way to go. And it's... <laughs> Usually, it's I mean, you're not going to be sitting down talking with the clients. Like, yeah, I know I am. And nobody cares. Nobody really cares about power of the eye. They care about their problems. Uh, so yeah, so M and all that stuff is means to an end. Um, but yeah, but again, the best way is to you start helping the client, and you're going to find a way. And of course, I'm a huge believer in community. And I, I didn't share much of that part of the story, but guys, after I left my job, I, I really struggled. Like it was. It was the first time in my life when my checks started bouncing. <laughs> I would be in a grocery store and I remember trying to check out with my uh, debit card and it didn't work. And, and first of all, I didn't understand like, what, what happened? Why isn't it working? And I called my bank and they said, you don't have money in your bank account. So it was, I didn't, I didn't do well. So it was, it was challenging. And of course, besides all of those things, it took a mental toll on me. I mean, of course, you judge yourself. You feel like you've made the biggest mistake of your life. You feel like you've let your family down. And yeah, all of that sort of stuff. I was, you know, I went through, dealt with a lot of kind of mental health issues around that time as well. Um, 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 but um, uh, uh, yeah, that's, 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 uh, that's not needed. Um, yeah, you can, you can kind of gradually transition. Um, uh, and of course, what helped me was I stumbled into a community, into a community of online entrepreneurs, and they gave me that structure. And really what I've done, so I'm, of course, mentioned the Power BI Consultant Program with these members. Really, what I've done is I've just pretty much replicated my experience in that community piece by piece. Yeah, so um, it, it helps to have others around you uh, and so forth. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, so let's see. Yeah. You know, there's this metric where people talk about is, oh, these many percentage of businesses fail in the first year. And the number, depending on the study or whatever, it can be really high. It's like 50%, 80%, 90%. 90 and uh, I, <laughs> what I'll say, so my take is that I would, and again, it's just kind of my opinion, but I think most of them fail because they give up. And I came this close so many times. I just once were like, I got this too much, give up. So, so yeah. So A, of course, I, I just up and left, up and left my job. I don't advise that to others. Gradual transition. And again, have having a community around you can be incredible. Because here's the thing, we talked about a lot of stuff today, but um but it's like we're inside the wine bottle and that's why we have trouble reading our own label. We don't understand our blind spots. We don't even understand our strengths, but if you have people around you, 
They say, Howie, man, you're awesome at that, right? So, okay, cool. Let's see. Um, um, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll share this document when we share the recording, uh, if, that, if that helps you guys. Okay, so let's see if we can do, uh, let me read the next one. So Grish had a question. So I'm, I'm going to uh, dismiss these guys. Uh, so hopefully Keith and uh, Dennis, hopefully that helped. And again, if you have follow-up questions or comments, do, do type in the chat on, on those ones. Let's see the next one. So this one is from Grish. Uh, yeah, uh, Grish is saying Power BI consultants should be good at statistics and predictive analytics. Really want to know the difference between Power BI consultant and data analytics. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. Uh, so yeah, so so of course, uh, what are the terms here. So uh, in my career, my role was a business analyst. Uh, and, and of course, there's the data scientist and what, yeah, help me out. Maybe you guys type in some of the other titles. Um, of course, there's like the DBA kind of people and stuff, right? Um, what What's the new that I've seen? There's a data architect, right? That's, that's one. Uh, reporting engineer, data engineer, yeah, reporting, reporting analyst. So guys, uh, this is all good. The key thing is that, so we have this concept of what we talk about running a business and we say that, are you, are you working in your, oh, it happened again. Sorry, guys, I'm supposed to be on a fiber network, believe it or not. So um, it's, it's, yeah. So, okay, okay, cool. But, but hey, hopefully, hopefully we can still talk about some good stuff. So um, uh, let's see. So, uh, so we're talking about these titles, right? So, um, believe it. So, um, you know what? So I was in Microsoft and I had this really goofy title like operation engineer specialist three or something. And, and, and of course I was happy to be working in Microsoft, but I talked to my manager. I'm like, dude, I don't know what to, uh, Hey, actually, let me, let me check in with Robert. Um, Robert still on. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. We can hear you. Yeah. Man. I hope, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the internet wouldn't go, but yeah. So I had this title and then I talked to my manager and like, I, I can't put that on LinkedIn. Like it doesn't make any sense. And he said, Avi, yeah, man, if we have these funky titles, you can just make a title up and put something what you're really doing. So I generally stayed with business analyst. So, so what I'll say is don't stay too fixated on the title. Oh, oh now I remember what I was talking about. So there's this idea of working in your business versus on your business. And of course, when we work in the group, some of the members, we, you know, I kind of nudge them. When I see that they're too focused working in their business, they're staying busy, but they're not working on their business, then I uh, warn them about it, right? Uh, because the challenge is that if you stay here, then you can end up being an employee for your own company. 
And, and that's not fun. That's not why we left our jobs. What's the point, right? So, so yeah, they're just kind of doing work, work, work. Now, of course, there is an equivalent. The same principle applies to employees as well. So there is working in your job versus on your career, right? So, so So if you stay focused on the tech stuff, guys, I feel that that's not, you're not doing the best for your career because tech is like a sand dune. I mean, look at Power BI. It's exhausting to just be able to keep up with the monthly updates. Tech is like a sand dune. You climb two steps up, slide one back or three back, who knows, right? You, even if you make it to the top, you wake up the next morning and the sand dune is gone, right? Shift it. It's hard, but you don't have to do that. You can, and but it's a struggle. And yes, it may work for some, but and and, and again, guys, I I, I mean, it's it's I, I think for for one thing, if you stay tech focused, it gets harder and harder as you get older, because you're being paid more, which frankly makes you more of a target layoffs. Right? It's like, oh, yeah, well, same guy, you know. So and, and again, that challenge it pits you in that unwinnable game. There are people, you're always going to be competing with people who are coming up with more tech, latest tech, latest knowledge, more skills, who are willing to work harder and uh, for less money. So, so banking on tech, I think is extremely risky and hard. And yeah, so what I'll say is that you got to switch away from tech. You got to have a business focus. And if you think about it that way, these titles don't matter. Right, business analyst, data scientist, DBA, data architect, reporting engineer, none of that matters. The tech jargon and lingo that we, I know I used to do in my resume, I would, right at the top, I would fill all of those keywords, right? It's like M, Python, Narodex. Well, I don't know any of those, but whatever they were, right? So I would put, put that in. It's like, yeah, I know all of this, Excel, VBA. And, and, and again, you can play that game, but that, that kind of leads you, watch out for the getting stuck in the unwinnable game. And it's, it's, becomes more and more challenging as 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 you go further in your career as you get older but again you, you can change the game with business focus so now you're not competing on that you're not competing on oh, oh statistics predictive analytics and so forth all right i'm back <laughs> okay well you know what i'm actually happy and grateful that it did work better <laughs> during a main session uh gosh okay so so uh, so you you can so working in your job is important too. It's not that you wouldn't need skills. You, you wouldn't need to learn on that, right? So I'll say do that, but also work on your career. Work on the long game. If you only stay focused on your job, then, well, you're a cog in the machine. And again, it doesn't lead to good things. But if you do work on your career, then A, you're going to define your niche. So you're not going to say M. Python, statistics, predictive analytics, right? I mean, that's just a means to an end. You will say, I help faith-based nonprofits. I work, you know, I help automotive companies. I help aerospace manufacturing. I help project managers in aerospace manufacturing. I help uh, healthcare finance teams. I help construction companies get a better handle on their projects. That's what you would, you would focus on your niche. And then of course, so again, we'll go deeper into this in part three. Well, I'll lay out the steps. And, and guys, yes, the, it's titled Power BI Consultant Launchpad, but these principles apply to everybody in the world. 
yeah, right. So, uh, so yeah, so you define your niche and then you build your brand about it. And that becomes magnetic. I made a resolution to myself that uh, I'm going to burn my resume. And I did. Right. You, you want to be in a spot where people are looking to, to, to kind of hire you. Um, resume, by the way, sending out resumes is one of the worst ways to find a job. Um, I don't know. It might work right now. The, the market has kind of changed, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it'll change again. Right? There'll be downs and lows. If you play the long game, if you work in a career, then you kind of make yourself kind of bulletproof against all of those bumps in the road. So yeah, so my advice would be, don't just work in a job, work on your career. And, and really, the, the, it, it's the same idea. Don't just work in your business, work on your business as well. And we'll, we'll talk about the five steps, right? Define a niche, create a brand around it. That becomes incredible. That's so, yeah, if you, even if you do get laid off, then like three people are calling. It's like, hey, Avi, oh God, man, I, you know, what, 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 this is great. You know, <laughs> you know, their losses are gain, you know, come work for us. All right. So um, let's go to the Q&A. Some, some, some. Let me check up on the chat. Burn the resume. Yeah, and I was so tired of that. Oh. I mean, every time I had, so of course, I mean, the, the, yeah, I mean, the, the best time to find a job is when you have a job. And I did that sometimes. Sometimes I didn't have a choice. Of course, when the day off, I was like, yeah, no, I don't have a job. Uh, but I remember I would, I would dread that so much and I would take months, sometimes six months, maybe longer, <laughs> to, to just work on the resume with this big thing. Oh, shit, I gotta work on my resume. Yeah. Uh, so, so, of course, we'll talk about this later on in part three, but I'll mention some of it. Um, so, um, and, and guys, again, it, it's a learned skill. Everybody can do it. And it's nothing to do with introvert, extrovert. You, you can learn to do it. And, and it's not that hard. You do a little bit of something. And, and I talk about, um, have I seen you? Have I, see, have I seen you or do I know you effect? So imagine you walk into an interview and they don't have to know you. All they say is that, oh, hey, I think I've seen you somewhere. Do I, do I know you? And then you say, yeah, I'm so-and-so. And right, I mean, yeah. So, um, yeah, that really helps. Okay, so Grish talked about that live. Yeah, so uh, Bora is making an excellent point. Many times I ask myself, if I gave all these hours to my own business, I could be somewhere else. And guys, that's the hard truth. And... I, sometimes I meet young folks who don't like what I have to say, but again, I want to be kind to them because they haven't experienced. <laughs> Definitely they have not experienced what I experienced. So yeah, I was, I don't know, 10, 12, 10, 10, 10 years into my career when I got laid off and it felt like it was all for nothing. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and it's not just me. I've seen so many other people at Microsoft. I remember there was one lady who was laid off after 20 20 plus years in Microsoft and she was in tears because she was like, I don't even know what to do. Right. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's just, she hadn't known life outside of Microsoft and yeah. And I, I, I know I was, I had this terrible fear. So um, for a long time, I talked about chasing money, this, this hundred K hundred thousand per year, six figures. That was a goal. I kept chasing, kept chasing, kept chasing. And then I got there 
but you know what they say, be careful what you wish for. But man, it became, became like this, this, this ball and chain around my neck because I, I felt that. And again, as you, as you get kind of older and progress in your career, you're competing, playing the unwinnable game. My concern was that, man, if I get fired, how am I going to find another job that pays me that much? And of course, business is different. Business is, is, is different because you build on it. And of course, Robert and I talk about it all the time. That's what I love about business because we've been doing this for so many years now, but it still feels like day one because you keep getting better and there's always more. So this is the positive side of the, you know, the, the, the horizon paradox that I talk about, right? So when you go learning, you can, you know, there's always more to learn, but business is always an adventure. There's always something new. It's always unfolding. So you can kind of enjoy that as well. Um, yeah. And, and, and of course the, the biggest one that I talk about, which is that, yeah, I looked at my average annual raise 3%, even though I was an above average performer, like, so my average rating, I think was close to four out of five across all those years. Oh man, 3% annual raise is, is like barely above inflation, but in business, you don't have any of those rules. You, 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 you can choose what you want to do. Now, of course, generally the, the group that we have, um, we don't kind of chase money as such. We want to earn a good amount, but then we are focused on kind of a life and creating the life that we want. Um, that's for a lot of us. That's about family, flexibility, freedom. Uh, yeah. So, and, and again, it's not like we mastered that. I get trapped and lost so many times where I'm stuck in this comparison. I just, I hear of somebody else, uh, even the entrepreneur program that I talked about, which was my community around, I'm still part of that community. Uh, I'm still part of the training coaching program. So I hear about somebody else and who's getting these results. I'm like, Oh my God, what's wrong with me? You know? And then I realized that, man, I don't even want that. Right. So, so yeah, see so that, that's why we did the true goal at the beginning. That's important stuff. That's not like, Oh yeah, no, whatever. Yeah. That's important stuff because that's going to ground you. You're going to have these moments of doubt, this fear, comparisonitis. You're going to beat yourself up real good, but then the true goal becomes that rope that you use to pull yourself out. Or of course, if you have a, a community around you, others can help you lend your hand. That helps too. But um, um, yeah, yeah. So uh, cool. But, but again, kind of building your business, it's, it feels like investing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Burn, burning your resume reminds me of uh, this one guy who has this crazy story of uh, they had paper reports um, yeah, they had a very manual process in a company and they had paper reports. <laughs> and so he, 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 he went in, he helped them with Power BI, set up the reports and so forth. And as it happens, a lot of people didn't kind of believe it. They kept doing their old system to, to, you know, to match the numbers. And one day he walks into this person and <laughs> he, had a, he, had a, uh, a, he had a little fire in his trash can and he was throwing paper in there, <laughs> which is, of course, not, not a safe thing to do at office. But he's like, what are you doing? And he said, I'm burning my reports. <laughs> he's like, I finally come to the point where like, yeah, Power BI data is accurate. It's sometimes more accurate than the manual stuff you were doing. I don't need the paper reports. So <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that was a little story. Um, um, okay, let's see. Oh, Greg has a great question. And 
Uh, let me see. Super Monument has a good one as well. Uh, hold on, let me see if I can find Greg. I just feel like talking to somebody. All right, Greg, let's see if we can talk to you. Hey, all right, let's see if we can hear you. And and bonus if you turn on the video, but optional, you don't have to. Oh, sorry, got it. I messed up. Uh, try that again. Try that mute. Uh, sorry, I accidentally muted you. Uh, oh, God, sorry, I, I keep clicking. <laughs> okay, there we go. All right, all right. Hey, we meet again. Good to see you. How are you? Really good. Good stuff again, Javi. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It's funny, right? So, so I was, uh, I'm a huge fan of podcasts and Hidden Brain is one of my favorite ones. And it really helped me understand something. So one of the episodes, it talked about this hot and cold stages. And what it talked about was that when we're in a hot stage, we can't imagine ourselves being in a cold stage. And when we're in a cold state, we can't imagine ourselves being in a hot state. So because that, because right now when I'm here, when I'm hanging out with you, it feels incredible. It feels amazing. I feel amazing. But of course, over the past week, 10 days, a month, so many times I've beaten myself up. I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? Right. I mean, you know, so, so yeah. So it's funny that I can get in that state and then I can't imagine ever feeling like incredible, but right now it feels great. So yeah, <laughs> I'm going to love that. So, um, Hey, great question here. Migrating to full-time to consultant a conversation with employer four days instead of five, or is it more of an additional workload? Um, well, I'm thinking about all the different ways people have done it. Um, I think I've seen both. So I remember Eric, he just did additional workload. Um, I think Greg did the same thing. He talks about how he, he would work early in the hours. Rakesh is doing the same thing. Rakesh is kind of lucky in that way because uh, he's based out of South Africa. So he works with clients here in U.S. mostly, and w which works for him because that's after hours for him. So he can set up phone calls and all that sort of stuff, right? So, so people have done that. And of course, people in the U.S., Eric is in the U.S., and Charles also did the same thing for a bit, is that you can do the additional workload. I guess uh, you are based in the U.S., right? Where, where are you based out? I am. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin. Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. So I think most of the clientele that I guess you would tend to get would be from U.S. So, and of course, you can still manage it. You can sometimes do the East Coast kind of West Coast thing, some some time difference. So, of course, and of course, you would have to ask like, how much flexibility do you have in your in your role? Sometimes there is flexibility. Sometimes you know you can start work late or and work early or something like that. So, if you have uh, flexibility uh, for kind of phone calls, and it's not much. So, typically, when I'm working with a client, is is that uh, it's just one. Um, uh, one one-hour meeting each week. That's that's the rhythm that we set. Initially, okay. it might be a few more. Just you know, just need some time to not only establish the connection, but do a little bit of knowledge transfer, understand what's going on, work through the data issues, connectivity, and so forth. Right. So so sometimes like two or three meetings initially in the first week, maybe, or the first two weeks. But after that, it settles down. It's always and and, and again, obviously, that's the best part of a consultant. Like 
somebody can do it differently, but this is the way I've always done it. I, I set up once a week. And of course, I'm connected with them on through their teams, a Slack channel, <laughs> WhatsApp sometimes, or, 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 you know, just text messages, something like that. Uh, and of course, there is always email, but, but I do like it if I'm connected with them. So, so when I'm not meeting, we can chat. So if I get stuck, if I have a question, I can just ask them, they can reply, or they can tell me something. So we, we have that communication kind of offline, right? And, and one, one hour meeting per, per week where we're both there together, we screen share, I talk about, hey, this is what we've done and so forth, um, right? So, so it's not too much, but again, you're going to have to see, can you fit it in, right? And the East Coast goes, so that's, that's one thing. Okay. Um, and uh, so Frank is the one who had reduced his, his maybe to four days. I think I remember he, him talking about conversation. He went to three days at some point. So uh, four days. So I, I would say the, the, the bigger thing is that, so, so there is the, the bigger question here. When should you tell your manager? And I'll say I came in with the mindset that um, you well, like, uh, so obviously read your, whatever your employee agreement. Um, sure. But my understanding, not a lawyer, so not legal advice, is that most employee agreements and the ones we signed, they have, unless there is a direct conflict or competition, you don't, you're not obligated to let them know. If there is something like that, you're obligated to let them know. So of course, imagine I'm working in Microsoft and as in my role, I'm a business analyst, I'm working with uh, um, Avanon or somebody, right? And then I end up consulting with them. Maybe it's the same team. Oh boy, that'd be crazy. But maybe it's a different team, but, but still there's some gray area. So those things like that. And of course, let's say, let's say my company is doing Power BI consulting for other clients, like you're in a consulting company or something, right? And then you're doing consulting on the side. So yeah, so there was a direct conflict. Then most employee agreements require that you disclose that. But often there is not, often there's not. And then the question becomes like, then should you disclose it? And I was of the mind that you shouldn't. And the argument that I would make is that <laughs> they often plan layoffs like months in advance. Sometimes your manager, and of course the higher ups, they, they would know like six months in advance that yeah, Avi's going to be laid off on this day. But they don't tell you right away. When they're thinking about laying you off, they don't just say, hey, Avi, yeah, I just want to let you know, we're thinking about laying you off. Maybe we'll lay you off, right? Right. So why should we do that? Then? Right? I mean, why should, what, if they don't owe that to us, then why do we owe it to them to say that, oh, you know what? I'm thinking about sometime in the future, I might want to leave my job. Right. So, so yeah, so I, I say, Hey, you don't owe them anything because they, yeah, it's, it's like same rules. Sure. Um, so you don't need to, but man, in experience, what we have seen is that as hard as it is, it does work out better. It's um, yeah. So it, it does, it's, 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 it can be kind of a tricky point conversation. And of course in a community, like when Frank was ready to talk, he's like, guys, I'm going to talk to my manager and everybody kind of built him up and it went great. But um but yeah, so so that was the, I came into the mindset, but we've seen that generally uh, that having the conversation is better. Now, what I will say is that when you're having a conversation, I do try to 
set that as a win-win. And I'm not trying to dupe anybody because I believe that to be true. And of course, we don't have to look far. I, I, I love the model of a university professor. Now, I wouldn't say that to them, but, mm-hmm. you know, so again, we focus so much sometimes on our external actions, but first we need to align what we're thinking being inside, right? So if inside you're like, oh shit, I'm, I'm a traitor, right? Or, or yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so yeah, you gotta, you gotta line that up. So university professor, uh, am I still on? Yeah, Think about it. So uh, almost all of them work in the private sector as well. And guess what? That makes them better at their jobs. Universities love it. And of course, even as a student, you, you know, if your university professor was not working in private sector, you're like, what? Right. So it, it makes them better the same way with this. Right. So you're, I mean, it's not like you're going <laughs> to, yeah, you're going to box yourself like that. No, I mean, you're going to gain experience. You're going to gain skills. You're going to gain exposure. You're going to make connections and, and you can bring that to your full-time job. So I try to go in with that. So I'll yeah. say, Hey, you know, you know, I love power BI and I've really been enjoying the work that I'm doing here. I'm really excited about opportunities and I'll, I'll, I'll stay focused on that and I'm committed to the team and so forth, right? Um, but I wanted to go a bit beyond that. And, um, uh, you know, uh, I've been talking to this friend, this blah, this consultant's company, and uh, they're looking for some help. And um, I, I, and again, you know, you say, hey, I'm going to do it after hours. I'm going to do it on a different computer, uh, sort of stuff. But I do feel that that's going to make me a better employee. That's going to help me learn faster. And I can, I can leverage those skills, that knowledge that, uh, you know, is going to inspire me on that path to also bring in and, and um, you know, deliver more for, for a company. So something like that. So in case that is a win-win. But again, you have that kind of discussion with yourself first before you say it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so put it that way. And, and then, of course, you can... Uh, do the ask and 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 again so you can you can just uh when you have that conversation you can say that you're going to do it after hours or you can say that hey you want to transition right to three day four day or of course you can initially when you have the conversation you can say after hours i think that's what frank did and but then he came back and he said after you know three months six months and he said hey you know yeah i mean I'll like to talk about it. Um, yeah, let's let's reduce ours. Um, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, most, uh, well, and again, I mean, you can't always predict how they're going to take it. But most people are reasonable, I think. Because... Again, the, the, the economy is kind of changing, right? The side gig thing is not unusual. In fact, that is becoming the norm. So hopefully, if you do have a good manager, they're not have the blinders on, they realize that that's the landscape. And, and frankly, a good manager in some ways, my brother talks about it quite a bit. It's like they, they should be first invested in your growth. So they may even, yeah, I mean, ideally they should encourage you to say, Hey, Greg, I'm so happy for you. I'm so glad you get to do what you love. And yeah, man, let's work it out. Let's, let's make sure you have, you know, you have the time to focus on that and kind of serve the company. And we're glad for your services here and yep. You know, so we'll, we'll make it work. Right. So yeah. <laughs> if you're lucky, that's that. It, it, if not, yeah, it, it, you can still make it work. Uh, yeah. Cool. So hopefully that gives you some ideas some food for thought on this. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much, you know, it's one of those, 
it, it's good insight. I was kind of, um, and I think if you ever go down that path of three to four days, well, that's kind of a, eventually you're going to need more and more if you're successful in what you're doing. Like you probably yeah. eventually, and maybe you become a con- consultant for that company that your current company, but, um, yep. Oh, I, I've definitely, that, that's a common path. I've heard where they switch to a consultant. Yep. So, so actually that's an option too. Uh, maybe not in the first conversation, but when right. they have transitioned out and kind of come back, come right back as, as a consultant. Um, uh, and um, what else have I heard? Oh, this one person pulled off something truly spectacular, which I have never heard, but just the fact that he's done it is possible. So what, what they were doing was they had a full-time role and they had some assigned duties assigned. And, and they took something above and beyond that. And they asked to be paid separately on a project basis. <laughs> I mean, so they, they were full-time employee, right? But they said, oh, there's this project in that group. We really need help. I'm like, hey, I can help that. But that's going to be like a consultant. And yeah, so, oh, that was, oh, yeah, <laughs> incredible. So, so yeah, so good, good, good. I'm, I'm really glad we talked about this because we fleshed out some of those other possibilities uh, as well. Terrific, man. Hey. Oh, um, thank you. Good luck. Yeah, and thanks, thanks for your question. And good to have right. you here. Bye. All right. Okay, yay. Okay, let's go. Okay. Um oh wait, what did I do? Oh, I didn't see Greg had another question. How much time do you typically spend looking for clients? Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, that is a great one. So sorry, I, I booted Greg off too quick. <laughs> but uh, let's see if I can answer it. Great question. Yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to fast forward this a little bit. And, and then we'll talk about the journey. We'll come back. And so if we fast forward, um, most uh, people in a group, they, they don't, they don't have a problem finding clients. In fact, now they're in the opposite stage where, where they're, they're like turning away people. And um, word of mouth is one of the best ways. Now, of course, what we do is there's word of mouth and there's active word of mouth, right? So what we say is that once in a while, check in with the client and say, so you check in with the client. Hey, I just want to check in. How's everything going? Talk to me about kind of a bigger vision. I want to make sure I'm serving in the best way. Now, one thing that it does is that it can help you grow business with existing clients. Because in the check-in, things would come up where you'll say, oh yeah, we had thought about this, but, and, and you say, well, yeah, what if we explore that? What if you do a POC? And again, I'm a huge believer in agile MVP. So you don't have to like sign up big projects. Hey, let's just try that, right? And and again, you, your choice. You can uh, you can do it for for uh, for free, uh, not never really for free, but yeah, please. But anyway, you get that idea, or or paid doesn't matter, right? So so the client checking can grow business, but then you gotta ask 
So, um, yeah, and it's and it's simple. So what you say is that, so again, you say, hey, I want to check in, how are things going? And, and most likely they're going to say, yeah, man, we love you. It's awesome. It's unbelievable. <laughs> they're going to say, have good things to say, right? So they're going to say good things to say and say, yeah, yeah. So you'll say, hey, um, I'm so glad. And it's a joy for me to be able to serve you. Uh, and I, I love kind of this industry, this niche, and, and, you know, I love kind of working in healthcare finance and, you know, I'm pretty committed, um, to, to kind of making an impact here. Is there, is there someone, you know, whom I can help? And then if you want, you can make it even more specific. And that really helps that if you could connect me to three people, you know, three people other companies, you know, or something like that. Right? But, but the, now, of course, the thing is that you can't control it. I mean, just because you said three, that doesn't mean they're going to, but it gives them something. It, it makes it more um, tangible. Right? It's, it makes it harder for them to kind of brush it off and forget about it. Right. So if you say, yeah, is there somebody, you know, like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll keep you in mind. But if you say, hey, if you could connect me to three people, I would really appreciate it. And then you go back and you can follow up once. Like, hey, man, love talking to you. Yeah, if you if you think of something, then we'd love it. If if yeah, if you know if you we connect with me with three people, then I can uh, follow up with them and see if um, you know I can I can help them the same way I've been helping you, right? So so yeah, so so you ask. So active word of mouth, and that can really work. So that is that is kind of future state. Now, of course, one of the thing is that they're also all of them are working in and on your business. And a lot of this stuff, so the best way to sell these days is not to sell. So they're doing it kind of sideways. And we'll talk about that. So by the way, I'm covering a lot of part three content, but <laughs> yeah. So if you're hanging on here, well, you might see some, some repeated there. Um, so, but let's backtrack. Let's backtrack, right? So initially, I'll say the, yeah, the first client can, can be tricky. I won't lie because it's chicken and egg. Now, of course, the first thing that I say is to change your mindset because people are so stuck. It's like, oh, I've, I've never done this before. It's like, no, that's not true. You have done it. You're, you're, you're. So first thing is I encourage them to change change their mindset. They don't think that way. Don't think that, oh, this is new for me. I'm stepping in. No, your first client is your company, right? And that's how all of these guys started. You've done something for your company. So great. Now you're ready for your next client, right? And then, uh, of course, you define your niche. So there are a couple of paths. You define your niche. You create a story, which is step two, and 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 then you go into selling mode, right? Which is again, you use your story for selling. So it's not like you're asking for business, you're just telling your story. Simple version, you heard me say it, like Frank is talking to somebody, he's like, Yeah, man, I've been focusing on, you know, I've been in healthcare finance for a long time. Uh, then I stumbled into Power BI and man, it just blew me away. And of course, I helped my own company and then I've been helping with clients. This is what my work looks like. Yeah, is it somebody you know who needs that help? Now, of course, even if you're meeting with a prospective client, that is the right way to ask because replay that conversation and imagine at the end you asked, is it, hey, yeah, do you, do, you, do you need my help? Will you hire me? And that not only feels stupid to say, it feels really awkward to say, and it just makes the whole thing awkward and, and makes the whole meeting kind of mood like, oh yeah, this guy wanted something from me. Whereas when you say, is there somebody you know? And you're meeting with a prospective client, of course, that, you know, that gives them a chance to just raise their hand and say, yeah, me. Right? Yeah, man, I mean, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. Oh, we've been struggling with these issues. Oh, the monthly close is a nightmare. You've automated that. that can, right? So, so yeah, you get the idea. 
right? So, so yeah, so you just meet with people, tell your story and boom, right? So that is one path. And what I often say is that um, you, you, you can do the LinkedIn stuff. And by the way, LinkedIn, the magic is not in the social post. The money is in the inbox. Inbox. Maybe we'll talk about it more in part three. This is pretty deep, of course. So, uh, so I don't want to <laughs> throw too much at you guys. Any uh, story, but what I love much better than that, we have seen get much better results is friends, family, colleagues, if you can, or definitely ex-colleagues. Right. So, but this again, you know how I talked about this active word amount. This needs to be active where you set a goal for yourself that I'm going to meet with one person each week. And again, the number doesn't matter. It could be three people. You could be meeting with them in person, contact, Zoom call, phone call, whatever, right? It could be three person each week, one person every day. Um, but you need to set a goal and just be consistent with it, right? So yeah, so again, you go there, meet there. And this is an informational meeting. You're not looking for work. You're not looking for business. And be generally interested in meeting them, getting to know them, getting to know what's going on in their life and their work and what are the challenges they're facing. Now, of course, if you realize that this can also, if somehow you're, if you're being a little selective in these, um, this can also be great market research. So imagine Frank Van Delden, healthcare finance, and he starts to wrinkle up his ex-colleagues or even colleagues, like he meets different people in different department and he's just saying, yeah, man. So tell me what your day looks like. What's yeah. And then they say something. It's like, yeah, what's, what's the most challenging part? Is that frustrating? And that's market research because that's going to give you a tool to talk to the next person or the next potential client. Next time you talk, you can, you can use those words. Right. So I'll give you an example. Um, so sales has this term copywriting. Who, who knows this term? I mean, I, I didn't before I stepped into this copywriting is, uh, you kind of the, the 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 words that you write, and of course you can use that to speak speak as well. So I I talk to people, and they I talk to them about. So when we do welcome call with their students, I ask them like, hey, yeah, man, what were you struggling with? Why did you join the course? This that right? They say things like this to me. It's like, oh man, I always felt like I was on thin ice with RBI, right? They, they tell me that, um, um, oh, um, yeah, it, it, was, it was like I was trying to piece a jigsaw puzzle together with Google and YouTube. You know, it's frustrating. And guess what? You probably have seen this. So I take this and I use that in my sales material, emails and so forth. Now, of course, for you, you would mostly be using that in your conversation. So again, the, the kind of language that I talked about, I was like, hey, yeah, I'm a monthly close. So yeah, you will talk about your company and you can use those words. So anyway, sorry, I'm getting way too deep here. Uh, but guys, it's simple. Talk to them, right? And then they say, hey, is there somebody you know? That's the magic words. Someone you know. And even here, you can you can be specific. Say, like, hey, man, yeah, if you think of somebody, if you can connect me with three other people, that would be awesome. We'd really appreciate that, right? Uh, or of course, they might raise their own hand, right? So you do that. Now, of course... You can do all of that, but we kind of hack the system and we do this. Real Power BI. Uh, 
Oops. So I'll put that in here. I'll put that in the chat. Check it out, guys. So this is what we run for our members. And the idea is simple. We go out there and uh, ask for businesses to submit their projects. Right? So businesses submit their projects. Uh, the members in a the program, they select these projects. We connect them with the business and they work together. Now, this is free but not free because you can charge people in a lot of different ways. And sometimes it's better to not charge them with money. So what are we getting out of this? So these members. So, so again, you know, when I said, Oh, if you have helped one company, you can help others. But that's me saying that often these members don't have that confidence. They still keep doubting. This kind of gets them over that. It's like, look guys, proof <laughs> you work with this company. So, it's free, but it's time blocked. It's, it's only for a month. Sometimes it goes a little bit longer, but yeah, it's a month, right? So, and the businesses know it. We have told them, right? They know it, like it's only for a month. It's a limited time engagement. And so they get to work and, and they get that under their belt. So again, you can be paid in other ways than money. So first thing they're getting is that experience. They're getting access to the data. They're getting access to the person. And you know what I say, if you want to get really good at Power BI, you need real practice, and that needs real data and a real client. Client could be within your own company or an external client, right? Because a real Power BI is like a game, game of tennis. It's like you hit back and forth with the client. It's like peeling the onion. Whereas what most people do is that they get into learning mode and they're hitting the ball against the wall. That's not tennis. That's not BI. That's not Power BI. That's a slow way. <laughs> So, so yeah, so this gives them that, this gives them that dance match. It gives them access to data, access to the person. So they get all of that and they get that experience and they get that little bit of a mindset shift and boost. It's like, wow, I did help them. And man, we've heard incredible stories. We've had incredible results, incredible stories uh, and, and so forth, right? So, so that happens. And then of course, we, we, we tell our students to ask for testimonials, which is one part of kind of growing your business and so forth. So so they'll say, hey, so, and, 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 and yeah, so the idea is to plant it, not at the end of it, but start planting before that. In fact, we do let them know even at the start of the project, that, hey, after this project is over, we would just ask you to give an honest testimonial. And notice the word honest, right? So we're not saying that you sing praises of this person, just give us an honest testimony. If it sucked, tell us it sucked. Well, that would be feedback for us. We'll probably not publish it, <laughs> but it'll be good feedback, right? So, but hey, most of these times this goes well, great, right? So, so they get they get that, and again, you can be paid in other ways than money. So you're getting that experience, you're getting that confidence, and you're getting that testimonial, and now you have some work you've done. You can build a story around it, and now it becomes so much easier to go to the next person and say, "Hey, look, this is what I did for this company. Interested? Right? That is selling, guys, right? So yeah, so um, so we crack that. That's how we we address the first client thing. Oh, by the way, so even though that is free, so our intention is not to, but as a bonus, sometimes these do convert into paying customers. Again, that's not our intention, but sometimes that happens because again, people love it. And so, and then, hey, can you continue working, right? So, so yeah, so that that's um, that's how we, how we have hacked the system, kind of made it even easier. So that's the, the first client. 
and and it does get easier. So I wouldn't go too much into the story, but but you hopefully seeing the trend here, seeing the patterns. Like, yep, it's story selling. That's what it is, right? You do the work, and then you gotta share that story, and so forth. And we have this concept of a pillar stone story. I'll talk about that in part three. Uh, so that can get, yeah. and, and, and the good news is that you don't need that many clients. In fact, so we polled our members in the program and most of them said that, man, if you have two or three steady clients and a lot of them do, then that is enough. Right? So, so yeah, so um, yeah, that's the good news. And, and, and of course with baby steps, you do get to this point before you know it, you still need to kind of work on your business um, I, I will save that for part three. That is more around your pillarstone story and on all that stuff. So, but hopefully, hopefully that helped. God, that was, uh, hopefully it was useful. <laughs> okay, let's see. Okay, Greg liked it. Hey, yeah, thank you. Okay. Oh, wow, what? Oh, wow, that's what's going on. Sorry, my question sorted wrong. Oh, wow. So, sorry, guys. I had my question sorted wrong. I hadn't sorted it by most of voice. I feel like silly now. But this is a great one. Oh, you guys are asking great questions. So, let me see. Okay, is it online? Um, okay, so Ake isn't online, but I'll, I'll, I'll answer it because it's really good. So as a Power BI consultant, should you focus on creating reports, dashboards for your clients, or it is financially better to teach the clients how to create reports, dashboards by themselves? Great question. Great question. Great question. So uh, if we think about it, the world is like this. There is consulting, right, where you can go in, you can build something for the clients, right? And then there's training where you can teach them how to do it. And yeah, yeah, that's, that's, you can see that way. But I'll say that what I have really enjoyed doing is blurring the line between it. And, and when I would talk to my clients and prospective clients, this is what I would say. What I would say when we're consulting, we're also training. And when we're training, also consulting. What do I mean? And I explain it to them is that when we're consulting, we're not that type of consultant. We don't, you know, <laughs> you know, that leech that kind of sucks your blood and like, yeah, it never lets go. Yeah. We, we do want to empower you because I think that's what Power BI is about, right? It's, it's empowering the business user. So we really don't want you dependent on us, right? So, we, when we are consulting, we're also doing training. We're doing knowledge transfer. And one of our members, Charles Elwood, has this brilliant thing that he does. So earlier we were talking about um, uh, this, this I, uh, what is this? Oh, yeah. What I was talking about with a client, we usually meet one hour each week. And what Charles did was that before that meeting, he would record a video. And again, this is going totally above and beyond, but he records a video. It's like, hey, this is what I've done. And of course, what, what we talk about, like uh, the work that was done. And sometimes we go like, why we did it that way? So again, if it's relevant, 
right? So why we connected in this world? If there is something specific, right? So 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 yeah, so he covers that, and I would usually I used to cover it in the live call, but he sent a video, and and of course, man. People love that because now they're kind of prepped and ready and so forth. The first time he did it, that, that person shared that video with everybody in the department. Said, oh my God, like it's Charles Stenthus. You got to watch it. Uh, again, above and beyond, you don't have to do it. But when I'm talking to them, I'm saying, hey, when we're consulting, if, if you hire me as a consultant, we're also going to be training because we're going to be no, doing knowledge transfer. We're going to be talking about what we did, why we did it, because we want you to know. We want you to understand so that when we walk away, you can kind of maintain it on your own on uh, your own, right? Um, and um, yeah, now, of course, if you need help, I'm always there, I'm always there, right? And guys, again, it may seem scary. It may seem stupid. It may seem like, oh my God, isn't that like, um, yeah, isn't that hurting yourself? Uh, I don't know. I feel like if you focus on doing the right thing, everything just works. So BI is the endless onion. <laughs> there is no end. And I love that part. I mean, just when you think like, oh, you're done. It's like, oh, no, what about this? What about this? So it's, it's that expanding horizon, which is awesome in this case. It, it sucks expanding horizon when you're trying to get good enough. And you're like, you're, oh, God, I just got to run to that point and then I'll be there. That's a horizon. That's a finish line. But it's not. It moves. So then it's frustrating. But in this, it's exhilarating. It's like, wow. Oh, yeah. So when you look back, so again, uh, in the bonus training, um, Look at those guys' journey. I mean, that's that's not yeah, that's that's not day one, but yeah, look look at the way they've gone through. So yeah, it's incredible, incredible. So so yeah, so even if you do that, that that they still come back, they still ask for help. But of course, what you do get is that they love you and they talk about you to everybody, and they wouldn't go to anybody. So think about what are the problems that businesses have. They have trouble attracting clients. They have trouble retaining clients. And really, you should focus on retaining clients and growing business with them than attracting new clients. Attracting new clients is far more expensive, time and effort money, than retaining new clients. There's nothing better you can do than this to win their love and trust and everything, right? They are never going to leave you. Do the right thing and good things automatically happen. So, so I say this, and uh, so I say, yeah, this is what we do. So if you hire me as a consultant, this is how it's going to look like. And what I also ask is that, is there, is there a Power a counterpart? I want to know that I can train, that I'll be working with one-on-one, right? So when I would do in-person consulting, we would visit and we would be locked in a conference room for two to three days. Best time I've ever had, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, I loved it. And you would walk in with strangers and walk out like buddies, you know? <laughs> it's, it's funny how fast Power BI geeks can bond with each other. <laughs> so, um, um, gosh, what was I saying? So, so... And in, in that, in, when we were locked in the conference room, my counterpart would always be there. And I would have my stuff projected on the screen and uh, I, they would see me what I'm doing. And I would not just, they would just see me. I would give the commentary, like a little bit, you know, not too much. And, and sometimes they would ask a question I'll discuss. So again, I'm doing the knowledge transfer. Now, of course, online remote work, you do it slightly differently, but hopefully you're getting the idea that that's the way I'm approaching it, right? So I asked them, I was like, hey, so this is the way we do it. And I would love, love to ask you, who, who would be my Power BI counterpart? And sometimes it's the person that I'm talking to. Uh, sometimes it's not. Sometimes I'm talking to like a decision maker who's going to hire me, who's going to sign the check, who's going to pay me. But they're going to say, oh, yeah, you know, Shauna on her team. Yeah, she, she's incredible. She's been working at Power BI already. Yep, she's going to be, yeah, working one-on-one with you. And yeah, there's knowledge transfer ideas. So that's great, right? So I'm going to pause here and also say, 
that, so this is what I do, but I'm having this conversation with them when I'm pitching them the idea. How likely do you think it is that they're going to hire me? They have probably, no consultant has ever talked to them about this. No consultant has ever talked to them about that. Hey, how can I, yeah, how can I not have you dependent on me? How can I empower you? No, nobody has ever asked them. It was like, yeah, who, who, who would I be working with? You know, because I want to make sure that that person, I empower them, that I leave them capable and, and train and all this stuff. Right. So, so yeah, so, so it's, it's a great sales pitch, but again, the best way to sell is not to sell. I'm not trying to sell. I'm just trying to do the right thing. Right. So, so that's the consulting piece. When I'm consulting, I'm also training. When I'm training, I'm also consulting. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is I go in and I run training classes, but I almost always, even I would say, insist on using the company's data. Now, this is not for everybody. This is not certainly if you're starting out. Don't try that. Um, just use dummy data, adventure works, whatever. But once you get comfortable enough, then you can try this. So what we do is that so, so, yeah, we, 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 uh, we have a few prep meetings. We'll say, hey, this is the kind of data set I'm looking for. Not too complicated, but not too simple. And they give me some examples. And then we usually export it in Excel, package it, trim it, whatever, right? And make it ready for the class. And then, of course, I do have to do some work where I have to um, uh, redo what I'm teaching using their data set, but it's not, it's not hard. It's, you know, it's frankly not that hard at all. I mean, so, yep, I'm teaching them some, oh, I can use some here on this column. If I'm teaching them, oh yeah, filter, right? So it's, because again, data doesn't look all that different. It's always data table, lookup table, the concepts are the same. So you can just mapping, remapping concepts. So that's not that hard. And, and you see what's happening. So in, often when I'm in a training class, we're using their data set. Can you imagine the conversations that happen? People are lit up. And, you know, I'll say that you can show people the fanciest thing in Power BI and they'll go, meh. But then you show them their data and you show them something really simple and they go, whoa. Oh, man. Right. So I think I was at a healthcare company and we were teaching DAX and all this stuff. And at one point I'm like, hmm, let's see. Let's see what, when, when do, when do customers, like how often do they come back when, when the, their disease or whatever condition isn't resolved? And, and, and man, that kicks started a whole discussion. Oh, what about this? Can we look at that? Can we slice it the bat? And so you see what's happening here, right? I mean, it's, we're doing it with their own data. So in a way, we're building solution right in the class. So we're training, but we're also consulting. So that's what I do. That's what you could do. Now, of course, you also realize that how this is a terrific sales pitch. If they're evaluating you against other training providers, I don't know how many are even talking about this, right? And so, yeah, yeah, you know, we're training class. These are the topics. These are the topics. We're going to teach you DAX. We'll teach you calculate. But I'm saying, no, man, we're going to use your data. We're going to walk you through all the examples. And, and yeah, we'll explore. And I, and I tell them that, hey, what we have seen is that uh, if people are more engaged, right? And, and of course, if they're more, more engaged, then, you know, it helps with learning uh, as opposed to, you know, kind of this random adventure work, cycling data, which nobody cares about, right? So, um, so yeah, so... Uh, so, so long answer, but, but you see that the lines aren't as clear, at least not for me. Consulting training is 
is kind of the size of the same coin. And of course, you can sometimes do both. Sometimes I go in and teach a class and then I follow up and I work with them on a consulting project. Sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes I start with a consulting project and then they are like, hey, great, Avi, this project is done. You know, we have these five members here in this team uh, that we would also need some training for. Uh, so I go in and teach a class, right? So you can, you can kind of blend both. One can lead to the other. Uh, but I never answered the real question, <laughs> which is financially better. Uh, well, um, <laughs> um, they can both be pretty lucrative. What I'll say is don't base your decision on what's financially better. See what is your style? What uh, is your true goal? What are your values? And again, sounds like a fluffy answer, but I'll share my story. So I was doing consulting and training both. Now, of course, now I focus on training because at one point, and it may not be true for you. A lot of people I know, they do balance this. That, that's what they like. They like, they believe in, right? Um, but for me, um, yeah, for, for me, well, you know my current mission, which is be the thread that connects and empowers others. So for me, training had a much bigger calling. So it, it, yeah, I felt like I was trying to do both and couldn't do either well enough. And when I asked myself that, hey, what if, what if I had to choose one? The answer for me was clear. So I, I stepped into training. So I'll say both can financially be really good. Uh, training, um, training and consulting. So I would say decide on that. And the other factor I would mention is um, uh, this is this is this is a little advanced, guys. So hopefully I'm not. <laughs> overwhelming you, but um, in, in part three, I want to talk about the five steps and it ends with what we call like the destination, which is, oh, you have a steady stream of clients and you're happy, right? You make money, you have life by design. Sounds great, right? And that is really good. That is really good. <laughs> and again, don't overthink it for now. But, um, but yeah, so that, that's kind of step five, you know, five-step program part three. But there is a step six that I don't talk about. I, I'm not going to talk about it in part three, but hey, just being you and I, you know, we've been hanging out for what? Like, I don't know, uh, three hours? Gosh, yeah, we started at 10. So, so I can talk to you. So this is, this is kind of step six. So what's beyond after you have a steady stream of clients, your money coming in, you're happy, life by design, what more can you want? And what we're moving our members towards, the ones who are ready, the ones who are eager, is this concept of disconnecting time and money, where the amount of money you earn isn't at least directly correlated or connected with the amount of time you spend. That is a good thing. Now, the thing is that um, you, you can have that with both consulting and training, I feel like saying that it's easier with training, but I'm not really sure if that's true. Maybe that's because that's what I've done. You know, uh, I think it can be done in consulting too, but of course you approach it differently. 
you do you 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 do it kind of differently. So so cool. So and again, um, yeah, I hope I didn't get too deep, but but yeah. So um, so maybe you should evaluate for yourself. And, and again, you should not really oh God, um, keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to obviously decide right now. And, and yeah, um, yeah. But when you're ready, when you do get to this point, then you can consider this. You can say, hey, what, what, what would be easier for me, for you to disconnect time and money? And again, the time to think would be when you're past F5. So um, um, what's better for you? Right. So that's F5. Um, good, good question. Boy, I covered ground, which I didn't think I would cover. Uh, hopefully that helped you guys. Mm, let me think if there's another aspect. So sometimes we're starting on a journey. And uh, so imagine you're, you want to go on a road trip, right? So I want to go from Seattle to, let's say, California. Yosemite National Park, right? So I plan this road trip and I sit in my car and then I wait. I wait for all the traffic lights from Seattle to Yosemite to turn green. Now, of course, that's silly, right? But that's sometimes what we try to do. So I'm not saying Ake is trying to do that, but you know, we, we were wary of that, right? So sometimes... You know, you, 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 um, you know, sometimes we, we want all the answers, all the answers before we start, right? And that is like uh, all the traffic lights to be green before you start on the road trip. Of course, that's not going to work. It's not a great idea. So now my coach uses this line, which I love, which is clarity comes from action. Oh, love it. Right? So we keep looking for, oh yeah, well, once everything is clear, when I know right, that, yeah, this is going to work, right? Yeah, so I have the guarantee. <laughs> Everything's lined up, all lights green, then I'm going to step in. Nah, you got to do it, right? So, so yeah, so the best answer is step in, try both, see which works. That is far better than you, again, kind of, Going, hmm, let me think about it. No, just just do it. Try it out. See what works. See which has better financial results. See which uh, better feels better to you. See more aligned with you, with your style, with your values, your beliefs. Try it out. All right, great, great, great. So let's see. We got that one. A lot of them got yeah, great questions, guys. Ooh. All right, okay. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't get through all your questions. That's some really good ones. Uh, but we will meet again, uh, part two. I'm hoping that again, part two and part three, hopefully we'll answer some of your questions. So the top rated question right now is how can someone take, make the advantage and be the top consultant? Uh, what I call nailing a niche. So, of course, what's the purpose of defining a niche? Well, become the top one, top three, top 10. Um, and, 
yeah, and he's asking how to advertise yourself, how to find your first client. We talked about that a little bit in the Q&A, but yeah, part three, going way deeper. Part two, it's one of my favorite topics. I'll, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really excited about that. And, and I'll, I'll be truthful with you guys. It scares the heck out of me. I sometimes feel like the weirdo. I'm like, why am I talking about this? <laughs> Just eat them Dax, are we? Just eat them Dax. And it's, um, so, uh, sorry, I'm getting a little emotional. So, um, so my daughter and I were talking about kind of mental health and um, we, we, we talked about uh, Simone Biles. And, and of course, um, You know, so Simone Biles was in the news because she dropped out of the Olympics, citing mental health issues. So if you think about it, she was not being scared or afraid by doing that. She was being brave because the easy choice right? What you give in to your fear is to do what you're supposed to do, what you're expected to do, right? What's the right thing to do? And I put it on quotes. So the right thing for me to do is to just read these tags. <laughs> yeah, just, just shut up and talk, stop talking about this BS and just, you know, teach tags, right? That's the right thing. That's what I'm supposed to do. That's what the whole world is telling me. That's when I look around that's what I see the world doing. And I feel like uh, a weirdo, right? But again, Simone Biles, if she would have pushed through and just stayed in the competition, even when she didn't feel, uh, you know, kind of mentally ready, when she was struggling inside, that would have been the chicken move. It took courage for her to step up and, and step out of the Olympic program. That took courage. So, um, so again, guys, we teach what we need to learn. Uh, so yeah, so it's it's uh, it for me the easy route, the chicken route is that you know what? I'm just gonna shut up and not be me. Uh, stuff it all inside and uh, just teach your dogs. I could do that, but I know I'll <laughs> never be happy. And yes, this is a struggle, but it's so worth it. We're going to share um, more stories with you. Now, you, you guys have seen, seen the work um, that uh, our members have done. And, uh, yep, it, it, it makes it all worth it. That's what I'm fighting for. I'm not fighting for myself. You know, that's not what, what drives me forward against my fears and doubts. That's not what makes me brave. What makes me brave is... Uh, <laughs> Is Greg and Andrew, Rakesh and Frank and Ian, Charles, everybody else. All right, guys. <laughs> okay. I'll see you in part two. Take care, guys. I'll see you soon.